Criterion creeps are coming with Jared and RJ from Renoir to Kurosawa and everything along the way. Highbrow, lowbrow, they won't stop until the This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Bailey. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're having women throw themselves at us because we're so good at playing piano and podcasting. As we watch Spine 315 in the Criterion Collection, Francois Truffaut's Shoot the Piano Player from 1960. Mm. But first, RJ. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a little chilly outside. You staying yeah. warm? Yeah. That, yeah, there's... There's no snow. It's just cold. It's just chilly. Yeah, hey, I'm I'm all for that. Jacket uh, weather. I uh, Cold I can handle. I, I'm not a big fan of snow, Jarrett. Not a big snow boy, you know? No. You know what? You're, I think are, I brought it up you're before, not a, you're but... Not, you're not a snow brother? I'm not a snow brother. I, I don't do any, like... Well, I'm not really an out outdoor kid anyways which i mean if you're listening to this podcast you're probably not either but um i think i mentioned before i'm always like ah, i don't like snow and people are like why do you live in canada then it's like because i didn't choose where i was born you fuckheads like <laughs> I, I, when I, that tone of where do you live in canada it's just like they're really shoving you verbally well yeah huh? it's just like well because i live here doesn't mean i have to enjoy the snow it's like i can't just pack up and move to hawaii i'm not crazy you know what I mean, Jared? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, man? See that, but, uh, uh, speaking of Hawaii, I don't know if you saw, Jeff Bezos was threatening Leonardo DiCaprio. For what? Because uh, Jeff Bezos' girlfriend was like leaning in while when, when they meeting Leonardo DiCaprio at some like red carpet thing. She How was, is he threatening him, though? Well, so he posted a picture on Twitter of him. I think in Maui, someone said in the comments, uh, who's saying, hey, Leo, I got something to show you over here, and it's like in front of the sign saying "Steep Cliff, Stay Away," and he's looking all—he's shirtless, it looks like maybe, and he's all—he's got his arms all out because you know he's uh, venom, venomed up like uh, venom, like Lex Luthor. <laughs> oh, I see. So he's going—he's going to murder Leonardo DiCaprio. I feel like that could be considered, um, you know. Uh, a threat, a verbal assault. You know, Jerry, is there, is that not actual? Oh, it's, it's funny though when it's millionaires and billionaires, they're just joshing each other. Um, well, but I mean, I feel like if a normal person they're, put something they're, they're just like Elon Musk, like, hey, come over here, and it was like on. a picture of a pit with a gun, I feel like he would, <laughs> he'd call the cops. <laughs> That's just like what regular people do though. They just, they just threaten yeah. each other all the time. Hey, I'm, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to cut your face off. Wear it. Uh, you know me, Jeff. Is, is, is that regular? Yeah. Isn't that what we all are doing? Do you think he's just trying to be regular? You know, like he's just trying to be one of one of the boys. I think so. Mm. Sometimes it's about like, you know, posting on Twitter, <laughs> jokey vague threats of killing you. Because he's like, oh, I know people are online are talking about it. And I I'm online. 
I'm online. Uh, and you're like, oh, dear. Are you online, though? Like, personally, you? <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. You're one of the guys that's like, I'm, pl- oh, I'm, I'm, I'm plugged in. You're plugged in? Yeah. To the net? To the net. Is it a all, worldwide all net. net? All net. All net? No. What about Skynet? Uh, we don't talk about that. Uh, I heard someone mention that in casual conversation the other day. Skynet? I can't remember what they're like. Wait for Skynet, and I was like, what? "Yeah, that sounds that's not, that's what people talk about." Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, 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 they make, see they make more jokes about Skynet and AI wiping us off of the face of the planet rather than uh, climate change. Telling people to come over to this tall cliff so they can jokingly kill you. Yeah, well, Elon Musk is an incel. We all know that. Elon Musk, you know, yeah. uh, I believe uh, Bill Gates and. Uh, Jeff Bezos had a good time uh, for Bill's 66th birthday the other the other week on uh, I think Bezos' boat. Wait, wait, wait! Are you saying Bill Gates is only 66? Apparently, I thought that dude was like 85. Well, I mean, he got remember he he he, he got to start young. Well, yeah, I mean, I know that, but he was only born in 1955. Well, shit! I thought that dude was considerably older. No. And apparently he's not? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. How old are you, Jarrett? You're you're a couple years older than Bill Gates, right? A little bit. Only a couple though. It's not like mm-hmm. it's not a weird thing. He's just a couple years older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well how 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 was the party? I, I didn't get invited. I'm assuming you might have. Ooh, Bills? Yeah. It's fine. There's a lot of fruit. I think they were trying to do that Steve Jobs thing, but like that fruit avoid diet. But that's mm-hmm. not your body needs like carbs and you need protein and like you can't get it all from fruit. You know, you can get some of it from mm-hmm. fruit, but like not all of it. And that's what grinds my gears, Jarrett. All these fruit lobbyists out there saying that it's it's all you need. It's not. It's no. It's not. You need more than just fruit, Jarrett. Yeah. You Can- need more. You need candy. What kind of candy have you been eating lately now that Halloween has passed? Uh, are you familiar with sour dinosaur gummy candies? All too familiar. Do you have a Costco card? No. Because you can get a Costco bag. It's like, I don't know, five gallons or something, the dinosaurs. <laughs> it, it, it's a it's a deal. Yeah. Man, you, can get those, deal. you can get those at Wholesale Club too, RJ. Yeah, but it's, it doesn't have the prestige no. uh, as it's Costco like no brands. wholesale clubs like the real no frills. Yeah, wholesale wholesale is pretty close to that. Yeah, but so, I, so I don't you're like too, going you're too, the you're parking too, lots too too busy. So it's a little janky. It's a little janky, and then no. there's like you know those vans everywhere, the Hutterite vans, and they're always like <laughs> running over people. And is, you're just like Jesus. Is, that's all I was gonna say. Is like what the Hutterite vans. Well, there's so, there's people so even know what they're talking about, and maybe people might be like, "What are you? What are these two talking about?" It's like, well, Google if you're it. if you're from Creepsville, you know. If you don't know what a Hutterite fan is, <laughs> I encourage you to Google it, and then just imagine like, imagine a poorly p- planned parking lot that doesn't have very clear lanes or stalls for parking, which is a a, a challenge at, on its own. Well, but then we, imagine we, about fifty of these Hutterite vans just flying at about like sixty k. Just going through this poorly planned parking lot. That that's the wholesale parking lot. <laughs> oh, that's why I don't Look like going. Look at that. I, I I typed it in into Google, and there there sure enough, there's some there's some pretty good uh, images. That Does it come with pictures of Hutterites though? Because uh, yeah. I think that's important. 
as now, they, well. They, they don't. They, they're a little off model though from around here. Oh, like different brand. Yeah, this is Maybe like these are well, man, like, different. I, I think these are like Manitoban Hutterites. Ah, uh, maybe they're Mennonites. No, no, no. They're so they're, 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 according, I, according to this. But then there's some. There's some. Uh, what exactly what you'd expect? I do know. I learned once, like the the variations of Hutterites, and uh, like where it all kind of stems from. And I, I, I wish I still remembered, but it's probably said something that I put it out of my mind. There's like Marielites and Arielites. Fuck. All sorts. Yeah, these are these are not bad pictures. There's a couple in here that are pretty fitting. Yeah. There's a uh, one of the suggested co- combination links on Google here is also Alberta. So if you do Hutterite Van, Alberta, <laughs> you're going to get uh, a good look at uh, some of these bad boys. So anyways, my point is, just imagine like 50 of those fuckers flying at you like at top speed in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a bit much, Jared. For me, it's a bit much. Absolutely. Costco's not much better, but at least Costco's parking lot is more efficiently functional. Like but it's got distinguished lanes and stalls. Do you think uh, they're uh, dipping into the sour dinosaur candies? The high rates? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Oh yeah, they love candy. Mm-hmm. Love candy, Jared, and they love popcorn. Just so you know. Okay. Love pop. I've had a few meals with uh, with the Hutterites. They love popcorn. So, are you, which colony are you joining? <laughs> which one, I'm going to run away to the colony. Yeah, yeah. Some people like that. They like the commune aspect of it. They're like, well, everyone just does their share. All the money stays in the colony. I remember having um, a, Aspirations a, a dinner. No, I, I know I had dinner at a at a colony like years ago because mm-hmm. um, I was visiting with my family, uh, my dad's side of the family, and they were like farmers. Out yeah. in the middle of like southern Saskatchewan, and they're just like, "Oh, we have to do some errands out in the colony," and uh, they wound up being hanging out that night <laughs> and like eating mm-hmm. there. I remember having apple juice. Yeah, lots of juice, big yeah. juice, folks. Did you have a bun with uh, some jam? I don't remember that. I, I, I bet I, I bet you did. Don't I, rem- you did. I don't remember the meal very much. I do remember apple juice though, and it being very, it seemed very dark. <laughs> like I'm like I don't know if it's like perhaps a lack of lighting. Uh, there, there was, there, I think there was electricity, but yeah, um, they, people people confuse Hutterites with Amish, right? Like Hutterite yes. guys, they have They're, cell phones and they drive, oh like, yeah, they, drive they, vans, they, they they rent motel rooms, rent VCRs yep. and porn tapes. I went to China with a Hutterite. There you go. Not just a Hutterite, just like one, it wasn't just me just and one, one guy, Hutterite. One, there was one, other people involved as well. One, okay, but you know. So, but anyways, which colony are you going to join? Are you joining, like, Big Rock, Little Rock, Rock Rock? Like, I like the sound of this Rock Rock. You could, maybe you could just create Rock Rock Colony. Or just Rock. Just Rock. What do you guys have over there? Rocks? Just just stay away from stone. Ooh. I do like stone. What, is but it, not uh, rock. Is it uh, Kaylee? What? What do you mean? The, the one that's uh, north of here. Is Kaylee not a... Well, there's like... Ah, uh, there's fucking hundred colonies all around you, man. Okay. There's Miami Colony. There's Wolf Creek Colony. They're all over there, man. They're all over the place. Well, they're all over. if you folks have been listening to the... Uh... The, the Hutterite cast? <laughs> the, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, you know. 
It's important. People, you didn't, you people didn't know want, you, you didn't know you wanted it until you heard it. Yeah, people want th- that's the extra zest that uh, you only get on the Criterion mm-hmm. Keeps. You think other a- Criterion Amos, podcasts Amos talking about Hutterite fans? Nattering. I guarantee you this is going to be more stimulating than the Creeps review later on. I guarantee it. No, no one's going to care about pianos. They want to hear the, about the, 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 Yeah, they're not going to learn anything about pianos, but they know a little bit more about uh, Hutterites. Hutterite vans. Beautiful. <laughs> and where they where you can find them. Yes. Yeah. Here. With Here. Us. You want to hear about emails? Any fee? No. Shit. No. I missed it last week. I missed it. You blew it. Well, what was uh, Renee? You said it yes. still could have been a French guy, though. I, I can't confirm it, it was a woman. It, I can, I kind of, because they, they had a little profile picture. Could still could have been a French guy. Could, could have been. You know what those French are up to? What's that? You know what I mean? Goofy shit. Playing pianos. Sometimes. Uh, well, anyways, what other emails do we have then? We have Reese Hochstuhl. Ooh, big sugary bastard. I wonder what he's up to. With an email entitled, Dangerous Sneezes. Oh, you had a couple of those before we started. Hey, Garrett and RJ. <laughs> Creeptober has concluded, which means I'm writing back in. Hope you ghouls enjoyed the spooky movies, but now it's time to get back to what we're all here for. Italian realism or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> in the most recent episode, Jarrett mentioned that he threw out his back from sneezing. This is 100% something that also happened to me, signaling the mm. end of youthful innocence forever. You yeah. you really got to be careful when you sneeze. Anyway, I think if you get a massage or something, that'll sort that right out. Uh, do you, are you going to follow that advice? Do you think that uh, that'll work? <laughs> no. But he said it'll sort it right uh, out. A, a massage. Uh, or get, I, go, I go, go, go to the chiropractor. Get in an alignment. Oh, they'd really crack you. Mm-hmm. Like, really crack you, mm-hmm. Jared. Align my chakra. Really crack you. Let me know. Use some magnets. Recently, uh, I've, yeah. I've been back on the hunt for a comic book that has always eluded me. Batman <gasps> 227. That Neil Adams cover is just wicked cool. Are there any comic books that you've never been able to track down and really want to? Have a good, maybe even great show, Sugarhead. Well, goddamn, it's good to hear from him. Uh, hopefully now, it's the last we ever hear from him. <laughs> Might be with that attitude. Now, I may have I may I may have once had this in my possession. But I think it was out of that lot of kind of old grubby comics oh. I bought that I, I once uh, I, I tried to sell to your establishment and you had no interest, which was the right call because then I took it somewhere else and made a lot of money. Do you think you actually had that comic, though? If it was in there, it was probably really beat up, I think. Mm, well, apparently there I, were a couple good ones in there, but some of them well, were I, pretty rough. I did respond to uh, Reese and uh, yeah. a, a VG. That's a 3.5 out of 10 grading. Uh, is, is retailing on a, one site for 330 US. Oh, oh fuck. No, okay. I'm. It was something else then. Okay, I'm gonna, some other Neil Adams one. It, yeah, I doubt it was this particular comic. This is like it might have been the um the like Ra's al Ghul one. Yeah, you know when it's like ca- like cowl, but uh, no, this, shirtless. This this cover is awesome. This cover is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's really good. I, I see. Yeah, I don't think it was this one. It was just, it was just a different Neil Adam one I had. But I, I wish him luck. He can't 
It's too bad he can't go to cons and try to try to get one of these. You know what? This this is what I was saying to Justin last week. It's like you want it, you just gotta you gotta drop, you just buy it, and it's done. You don't think about it yeah. anymore. That was like, but that was I before think... that that was before I found out PS fives are like a thousand dollars on the open market, which is yes. stupid. So it's yeah. like it's probably paying three hundred and thirty dollars for like a beat to shit comic book, but that covers yeah. pretty good. I mean, you could always uh, print that off. And, uh, and and just make a little poster and be like, that's good enough for me. Some people that might be okay with. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, though. If you want it, you should just get it. Because like, when I was buying comic books like years ago, I think I, I got like um, an Alan Moore Swamp Thing, like the like you know the Alan Moore Swamp Thing. And then uh, I think I got a Swamp Thing with John Constantine. And it wasn't even that much money, but I imagine that it's probably appreciated a little bit since then. Yeah, uh, and I got like a Sandman number one for it. That one was like fifty bucks when I paid for it. It's in good condition, which well, I think probably is... jumped up now. Yeah, because there's that, that TV Netflix. show. Yeah, which looks not bad. Yeah. Looks not bad, but yeah, yeah, just get them because just get them, just get them. Do it. Right yeah, I don't know if there's any comics that I'm uh, too stoked about getting at any point. Um, Cause yeah, like I have this policy. Jesus, I'm just looking at the how much people are jacking up their Sandman number ones right now. Oh, what's it at? Good lord! Because I got mine for fifty bucks. Okay, and it's in it's in pretty decent condition. Like mm. no rips, no crinkles, nothing okay. like that. Well, apparently, if you get that slabbed, yeah, uh, it looks like you'd be looking at like five hundred US as an asking price. Holy fuck! Watch uh, out, baby. Well, if you get the and if you get a nine point eight on yeah. a copy, supposedly people are trying to get like fifteen hundred dollars, which is just like so stupid. It's so stupid. Yeah. Well, that's what I got. I uh, I I went on a tear for a while, and I actually I never I don't think I overpaid for too much. I got that one. I got the I got first appearance of Dark Side. In a comic book, that was cool. I can't mm. remember what it was, but um, for for comics that like I was actually itching to get for a while, I was I I finally got one, but I I kept trying to track down one of the Animal Vegetable Mineral Man Doom Patrols just because I think that cover is <laughs> really fun. Yeah, and then uh, the uh, all the Batman Red Rain like uh, universe ones, I I find I eventually got them all, but those were hard to track down. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'd go to like Calgary Con and stuff, I, I asked every vendor and they're like, oh, they're like, no, I don't carry that. And I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, why not? It's cool. Get them. Yeah. I, get them. Yeah. I mean, if the opportunity presented itself for me to get like older issues of like Batman and Detective, but the thing is yeah. that I, I just don't want random issues. I would want to actually start collecting them back right. uh, that way. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's probably for like superhero stuff. And then for independent stuff. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I would want is just like super hard to come by because nobody sells that stuff on eBay. It's not mm. Marvel or DC, but I think I've actually managed to track down most of those gaps. I actually had a list for you know forever and ever of all this stuff, and most of it's like, eh, it just costs money to buy at this point. And I'm like, am I that interested in it? Do I need fifty six long boxes? Potentially. No. Yeah, I've been trying to cut back on mine. Do you think anyone's interested in uh, New 52 stuff, Jarrett? Complete uh, runs of Aquaman and Green Lantern. Uh, you gotta, you gotta wait a little longer. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta wait another fifty years. 
No, but I want to get rid of them now. No, you gotta wait. You gotta wait till you're 80. Then you're good uh, to go. Takes up so much space. Oh, you, you have a, a those I'm looking at behind you, and all I see is clear walls. He's got a. You got lots that closet's of... full of short boxes. <laughs> see, you gotta wait till once those boxes start overflowing out of the closet, then then uh, come then come talk to me. Eh, I don't want to talk to you in un, in any circumstance. So what I'm yeah. saying, sugarhead, uh-huh. just fucking buy it. Yeah, I agree. Be cool. Just get it. Get it. Not in like a weird way, but like you should definitely get it. Treat yourself, sugar. Head. Speaking of DC. Yeah. Oliver Granger writes in. Holy shit. With an email titled DC Shows. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. You ready for this? Yep. Hit. I saw, an, Hit. I, I saw an ad for Stargirl and thought, what the fuck is Stargirl? So I looked into it. Turns out it's a DC show. Turns out post Smallville, they made a lot of shows. Most I have never heard of. So what one of these have you seen or even heard of? I've taken out the obvious or ones you actually have mentioned. I've probably heard of them all because I used to watch a lot of those. But yeah, anyways. Okay, so uh, Birds of Prey. Uh, I know Birds of Prey, but I have not watched. Human Target. Uh, I know you. I see. I watched Human Target when it was on because I was like twelve or something. I don't know. Like I was, I was young. Maybe not twelve, but uh, I didn't realize it was a DC show until later on. And someone said that's a DC show, and I went, "Oh, I've seen that." Tom King just had a, a first issue of Human Target come out like a week or two ago. They trying to bring it back? Yep. Because they gave him the cause they let him do Adam Strange before uh, uh, Mister Miracle before that. Pre- mm. Prestige series, Prestige, Mister Miracle, Gotham. Everybody knows about Gotham, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't think many people actually stuck through with Gotham. Gotham. I think I watched like three episodes, and I was like, yeah. Constantine. Yeah. yeah, that was supposed to be pretty good, actually. I never, I never actually watched it, but I heard it was okay. Yeah, uh, I remember that the, there was like the the actor. Has shown mm-hmm. up the guy who played uh, John Constantine or whatever. Uh, he he he's shows in up other series in like now. Legends of the DCU or Legends yeah. of Tomorrow, whatever it's called, which is yeah. on this list. Powerless. Uh, Ooh, I don't. Oh, is that the um? Is that, is that the Office sitcom I one? I think so. Yeah, that that, I don't think that even got. A, I think it got canceled before they even aired it or something like that. It was not. No, apparently, it, it lasted a year. It was on. So it had it was one on, season. It was on NBC. Yeah, I remember it had um, Abed from Community and one of those like Disney um, actresses. I can't remember. I, I remember it sounded like not good. What is this based on? I don't know what this is based on. No, it was. It was. I think it was literally like it was an office space comedy. Based on like they were basically the legal department, or it, so it's it was, like, they it's dealt like, with like after after pe- like the superheroes would go through the city and cause damage, they were the oh people my god who had to do like the damage, insurance. So it's damage control. Uh, yeah, they were the insurance adjusters. For Marvel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's like yeah, they, they, who, these are the superheroes who clean up after the fights. Yeah, they're yes. they're insurance adjusters. Very nerdy. Black yeah. Lightning. Uh, yeah, that's that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's still going in some capacity. Like, either the actors got transplanted into a new show, Krypton. or it's still going. Krypton, I remember that was a Siffy show, one of the okay. sci-fi's. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, the Flash. A uh, lot yeah. of lot of kids like the Flash. A lot of kids around like around here because a lot of kids are suddenly really into the Flash. It's, it's uh, yeah. too bad the the comics are garbage. Not as good. No. Yeah. Supergirl. Yeah, that's uh, just finishing, I believe. Yes, I do see that. That one seems to pop up on uh, CW's like trending thing. For whatever reason, I get on my Twitter feed, despite the fact that I I, know. I don't do anything. I have nothing to do with CW. But on Twitter, it's just like, Supergirl. It's like, uh-huh. No, no thank you. <laughs> I saw a picture of Martian, Martian Manhunters in that show, Jarrett. So That's, I know you're a big uh, break, John uh, Jones fan. I, I am a big John Jones fan. Yeah. Uh, Supergirl. Yeah, I, I do remember when that show got announced. And there was this really cool photo uh, of like the actress like hanging over Melissa like, Benoit. Sh- sure, she's from Whiplash, anyways. Okay, yeah. uh, she was like in the costume and she was like hanging out with these like little like I don't know little girls. And I was like, oh, this would be a really cool show. <laughs> like in my mind, I started like imagining it as like she's got a bunch of like like little friends that are all like super powered, like Powerpuff Girls. Oh, that, you should. That was it, not. That is not. The show just turned into like another piece of shit CW show. But I had this whole idea of like, man, this could be rad. But it's like, no, it's not that. You, if you like that, Jared, you should watch um season five or season six of Voyager when the Borg children come in oh, and no. Seven of Nine. Ha- she's got her little crew of super powered kids. It's exactly what you're at looking it's, for. Oh, that's right? exactly what I hope for all along. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Legend of Legends of Tomorrow. No, yeah. no fucking idea. Uh, Titans. I have seen the like random things with Nightwing. People make fun of it a lot because it's got like the dark and where it's like or, swearing. Uh, Jason yeah, Nightwing was like Todd. fuck Batman. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, Jason. One of the Robins was like fuck Batman, and yeah. everyone was like, oh. That's I mean, but it's, it's crazy that all these shows exist. Uh, yep. Then yeah, Pennyworth. I had yeah. I had no idea that this was a TV show, and then there was a comic that just came out, and it's got I like two or three seasons. I know. I, I I only found out it existed like a month ago. Uh huh. No one talks about this. Uh, around, yeah. Even at, at a comic book store, no one talks about this shit. Uh, mm-hmm. Batwoman. I know there's been some controversies lately. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Star Girl. Yep. I know that. Jeff Johns. Yeah. And Superman and Lois. I think that has that started. It, it might. Is that aired yet, or is it like if it has aired, it's just like that's pretty new. I think. Yeah. And what show are you most excited for? Good God. Uh, Naomi, which is based on a recent comic, uh, and yeah. people speculate on it because they're fucking dumb. Peacemaker yeah. is that like what John Cena? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, out of any of them, that's probably the only one that would actually be decent because it's HBO and it's James Gunn, like actually made it. So oh. I haven't even seen Suicide Squad, but I, I my guess would be that'd be the only worthwhile <sighs> one. Green Lantern is that happening? Yeah, there's a lot of conversation about that. Someone. I saw something really dumb. Someone was like, it's going to be like this show. And I was like, oh, I'll, let me find it. I'll, I'll see what okay. it says. Well, then there's something here. It's called Untitled Gotham City Police Department Series. It's like, you mean Gotham Central? <laughs> like the, which was actually yeah. a really good comic uh, from like 10 years ago, written by Ed Brubaker and Greg Rucka and drawn mostly by Michael Lark. That was basically uh, what Gotham was, though, or right, was trying uh, to be, I think. Uh, this would be like straight up like The Wire, but set in Gotham. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. See, and that would be really cool. And I think they were trying, I think they, they were have. trying to, yeah. to do it, but. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have uh, the Spectre. <laughs> oh, who doesn't like the Spectre? Uh, the Penguin. Does the Penguin need a TV show? 
No, the Penguin doesn't need a TV show. DC Super High. DC uh, Strange Adventures. And then there's Untitled Justice League Dark Series. Untitled John Constantine Series. Untitled Madam X Series. Whoa. Untitled Val Zod Limited Series. <laughs> Why? And then What un- was that last one? Untitled Val Zod <laughs> Limited Series. Uh, and then Dead Boy Detectives. Oh, I think the Val Zod, isn't that um, Michael B. Jordan doing that one? I don't know. I think. Because that's the... Hey, uh, um, Dead Boy Detectives, I would actually watch. Because that's Sandman. San, 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 it's Sandman? Yeah, and I actually, I, I read some Dead Boy Detectives. It was cool. It's like Hardy Boys, but they're ghosts. It's kind of my alley. So here's that line I was I was trying to find for you. HBO Max's Green Lantern series has a much darker tone that is comparable to Watchmen. Oh, it's gonna be fucking dark. It's gonna be dark, man. It's gonna be so dark. <laughs> you won't be able to see it except for the light. Green Lantern right. The, the green light. Ugh. And then they make that sound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doom Doom Patrol is one he didn't mention, which is actually supposed to be pretty good. It's got Brendan Fraser in it. Jared. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, see, we talked about it though, so that's why I didn't mention it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that one's supposed to be decent. There, there's your over. You should watch that. You have Crave. Yeah, I watched Swamp Thing. That sucked. Yeah. Real bad. I mean, Swamp Thing. Oh. Since, is this going to be another Skype week, RJ? For the first season, we just even over <laughs> and, and Doom Patrols in like season four. So this is amazing. Is I, you're you're coming in clear on my end. <laughs> you're coming like this. <laughs> oh, I can hear you perfectly fine. <laughs> You're, you're, Am I still wacky? You're fine now. Oh, okay. I can. Yeah, I could hear you perfectly fine. <laughs> so I don't know what that was about. Yeah. Good. Oh well. Moving well, on. Moving along. There you go. DC. Yep. Check it out. Or not. Dylan. Bro. <laughs> Subject. Mayhaps. Mm-hmm. Well, howdy there, creeps. Long time mm-hmm. no see. How's the land up north been treating you fellas? Getting yeah. dark? Staying cold? It is dark. Y- yes to both. Yes to both. It is dark now. Yeah. Weird very in, in very weird light. It's been kind of overcast, but bright. you can see where the, the cloud isn't above the city. You can see the light on the horizon. So you get these like really interesting yeah. like pastel-y pink grays going on. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like a Jim Crow painting, Jared. Oh, I beg your pardon. Isn't that that guy Jim Crow who always just paints like the bridge or something? He always like makes like little paintings of the bridge. Well, uh, is it his name Jim Crow? Well, I know there's <laughs> Jim Crow Jim might have a different Crow. meaning for. Uh... <laughs> uh, I I mean I thought that was that guy's actual name. I don't know. I, I when I just hear uh, Jim Crow, I think about. Uh... Jim Crow laws in the United States. Oh, like uh, maybe it's John Crow. It might be. I don't know. Dylan continues. I saw Jarrett got to watch Little Women from a couple years ago. 
And I know at this point, getting either of you boys to watch any movie is a grand accomplishment. So what do you think? Maybe save it for when you're creeping on, but I thought I'd stir up some trouble. I'm going to save it. Does he want you to talk to you about Little Women? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to make an executive decision. I'm going to say we're not going to talk about Little Women. Done. (laughs) Done. It's not happening. It's not happening. You know, my hands are tied here. People should know better. As soon as anyone says anything, we're going to go the opposite direction because that is what people want. They want stubborn obstinance. Contrarianism. Yes. You want that? Fuck you. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. I think the opposite now. Yeah, I agree. Fuck it. No, you're supposed to disagree. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I love it. Big men. That's the movie I want to watch. Not Little Women. Big men. (laughs) Big men. Give me a call when that's uh, in theaters, all right? Voice. Been meaning to tune in more, but the weeks are getting busy. If I don't stare for hours at these blank white walls, who will? Anyhow, hope you've both been well. Dylan, or whatever silly moniker I'm using this week. It's got to be really breathy when you say it, Jared. As in, what the fuck? I don't know. The breathier, the better. I I, I don't know. There's no real re- rhyme to it. Indeed, indeed. Well, hope 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 those white walls are doing all right by you, Dylan. Oh yeah, I remember he was in a that was like a Daft Punk music video. His room it was so white. Mm-hmm. Isn't that like what around the around the world? I think it's just all white. Uh, sterile. Is it sterile? Not sterile. Sterile. Is it a white room? I don't know. I thought it was. Maybe that's just how it plays in my mind. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't recall White Room. Oh, that's the fan, the fan-made version of Around the World by Daft Punk that I have created. I in see. My mind. It would just be a guy eating cereal, and it would be in a completely white room, and the camera would be going around his head, and it's just Around the World. <laughs> Cut, edit that out because I don't want that getting out there. I don't want anyone stealing that idea. I've had that idea for like twenty years. Edit that out. Oh, too late. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm making an executive decision. It's in. Son of a bitch. If anyone steals that, just know it's well, actionable. What, that is my intellectual property. What I do want is I want someone to make big men. Big men. I would love someone to do a fan fiction version of either this podcast or you know the people that are involved in it, and it's just called Big Men. Mm-hmm. Or you know, have fun with it. Do whatever you want. Make the plot whatever. Whatever it can be yeah. about whatever. It can be about whatever. As long as want. it's called Big Men. Yeah, I'm on board. That's a, that's a sole ticket right there. Yeah, I'll buy. I'll buy two. Fuck. You can. I got nothing but time, baby. Yeah. Nothing but time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Justin Peterson mm-hmm. writes: The Criterion creeps are back and better than ever, baby. Well, I don't know about that. Hey, Jared and RJ, what's happening? Creeptober seems to have treated you guys well which caused you mm. all to sound so refreshed and ready to talk about movies last week. Kinda. <laughs> kinda. It was that post-ghoul school glow. Well, it's kind of like, you know when people, have, like when ladies have babies and mm. they have that glowing quality to it? It's probably like that. Because our baby is ghoul school. See what I did there? He doesn't see. Justin asks, 
how is the great immunization debate going up there in the big white north? Just got mm-hmm. my COVID booster shot yesterday. How how, uh, how is it going, RJ? I mean, where we live, okay, a lot. We we have a pretty high contingent of people who don't believe in things. So we we were kind of tied with our neighboring province for having the worst uptake the worst. in the country. Yeah. But I think that by the comparison of our fine uh, neighbors to the south, uh, we would be the best state in comparison. In comparison to the to states? The, yeah. We'd be, like, uh. we'd be in the top. And I think in Canada, we are in the top uh, countries for immunization uptake. Yeah, I mean, I think we're pretty good. There's a lot of, a lot of people who aren't doing it that wreck it for everyone. But Yep. You know, it's like that one kid who throws his shit at the wall and then everyone has to stay inside and clean it up. (laughs) Well, it spatters over everyone. Yeah. And you're breathing it in now. Yeah. It's not fair, but that's life, apparently. That's life. So, I don't know. I'm not sure. It seems like the the debate's pretty open and shut. The the vast majority are for it. And uh, we now have, have... vaccine passports yes and, we do uh, life becomes a lot harder without one which is yes, uh you know m- good makes, for everybody making everybody do it and if they don't want to do it well it's like well fuck there's not much more you can do about that so yeah yes yeah, so, yeah if you don't want to do it no problem you can't go into any business in the city yeah i mean at my job uh you are not even supposed to be there at all if you're not vaccinated yep. and uh, if you had a job before you 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 are not getting paid, yep. <laughs> so it's like oh, uh, yeah, that's what it's gonna be. So it's fine. <laughs> that's uh that's mine too though. Like we uh they put in a mandate where it was um, it was get vaxxed or get out. Yep. Or actually, it wasn't get out. It was if you're not vaccinated, you have to supply a negative test result every seventy two hours, paid for at your expense. Out of out of your pocket. <laughs> And those, those those personal tests I heard have ranged from one hundred to two hundred dollars or something. I think there's cheaper ones than that, but at the same time, you know, the vaccination's free. Yes. Yeah. Vac- yeah. Yeah. And you know, people are paying for the fake vac. Well, they they were paying for the fake vaccination cards, and I'm sure once they have fake QR codes, which is what we use now, people will pay for those too. And she's like, just go get the free one. You know, change your DNA. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get that, get that sweet gene therapy I've been hearing well, so much about from imbeciles. I I hate all these people. It's good. Change your DNA. I don't know what's in it. And they're drinking like Bud Lights and just eating McDonald's. It's like you don't know anything. You're like, what even is that? Just just do it. Shop. Do it. Shop. Do it. So uh, yeah, yeah. What are some of the recent releases you guys are looking forward to checking out? Like mm. uh, Titan, Lamb, The French mm. Dispatch, Last Night in Soho, The Last Duel, or No Time to Die. When was the last time you braved going to see a picture in the old cinema anyway? Well, uh, it was the beginning of 2020. Uh, I have not been to the theater <laughs> still. Uh, yeah, I I don't even, I can't remember the last movie I saw in the theater. Maybe it was Venom. <laughs> No, probably not, but no. yeah. yeah. Yeah, so still haven't. Uh, as far as these new movies, uh, yeah, I keep hearing good things about this Titan, Titan. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't a fan of Raw, so I don't... 
I don't know. So supposedly is better. Uh, well, that's that's good to hear. But I mean, people. I remember when Raw came out, people were shitting their pants over it too. So <laughs> they certainly were, and throwing you, it at the wall, getting it all over the place. And that, yeah, and we had to and, clean it all up. Like, stupid Raw. You you still haven't seen that, have you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and I think you were a little bit more positive than me. You're like, yeah, right. But, or, I, but I was like, what did I give it? Three. Give it a three. Yeah, and I gave it a two and a half. Yeah, I was kind of like, yeah, this is fine. I don't know. I, I wasn't. There, it's kind of a dumb movie. Uh, I had issues. You, but... you, you have to make, there's some big leaps uh, yeah. for me, even. And uh, yeah. it's kind of like, nah, I don't know about this. Because also, I've been led to believe this is like this opus. But we'll, 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 and that's what Titan's starting to get too. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Lamb uh, is like. I... I don't know anything about this, but I'm already turned off by it just by people saying lamb. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Is it Nomi, uh, what's her name? Repace? Nomi Repace? The the dragon tattoo girl. Is it just she has a baby that's half lamb? Is that what that movie is about? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. It's about a lamb. It's a lamb. It's like a, it's a hybrid. It's like sweet tooth, RJ. And, And apparently it's like matter of fact. And you get a little, oh, they play, they play it straight. Yeah, I've seen the clip of this little lamb kid. I'm like, oh, look at that. It's, that's I, so cute. I mean, that's kind of up my alley, but um, yeah, yeah. But is it? <laughs> but no, it's like uh, that's, that, that's the thing. Not. Sorry, I should say, is that what this movie's really about? Is just like a lamb kid, or is it something else? Like a metaphorical lamb? <laughs> but is it like the devil? The devil? The devil? I have no idea. I have that's speculation. Oh, but uh, I don't know. It's got it's it's from my uh, my favorite company, so distribute Which, why just, my, fa- my favorite distributor. Um, so who knows when that'll happen? It'll it'll show up on some platform stream eventually. So yep. I've got two years till I'll watch that. Uh, French Dispatch actually, RJ, this is playing locally right now. Uh, French Dispatch is playing locally. Yeah, at the uh, Megaplex. At the Megaplex. Well, son of a bitch. I'm not going to go, but I'll gladly watch it when it's available on uh, through correspondence. Right. Uh, last... Is that the one you're going to break your uh, theater? I thought I keep thinking. Of, I, I keep thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Justin didn't ask about Dune. Uh, uh, I guess we talked about it a bit it's last old week. news now, I guess. I, I guess. The, fuck. Like, <sighs> I saw how many people on Letterboxd have logged that already. It's like almost mm-hmm. th- like 300,000 people. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, last night in Soho, we talked about last nope. week. Uh, I don't know. Nope. It might be. It's called ghosts. It's supposedly some of the ghost stuff's pretty cool. I'm know. sure it's fine. I know. I know you. I know you and Edgar aren't getting along still, but we're not uh, quite on terms. Yeah. Uh, last duel, I've heard decent things about RJ. That sounds okay. It's got Ben Ben. You like Who's Ben Ben? Ben Affleck. Oh, you know about this? You know about this? Oh yeah, he's got that kind of yeah. like bull cut, right? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, Ben and Aunt Matt are back that's, together. Directed by Ridley. That's the only one of these that I'm actually uh, that I would actually want to see. Really? Not even French well, Dispatch? Oh, well, yeah, French Dispatch. Buddy, I'll watch eventually. Buddy. But I mean, Wes Anderson exists in a different realm. And uh, whatever this is, this James Bond twenty two. No time to wa- die or twenty three. I never watched Spectre. Me so. neither. So no, that 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 one is a uh, 
It's nah. a hard pass on it. Oh, I'd have to watch the previous one, I guess. Uh, that's not going to take too much effort, but I don't really care. I mean, I'm, I'm on record. I'm not a James Bond fan. Yeah. I, I don't mind James Bond. I just, if I were to do it, I haven't seen all of them. I would do what uh, old Ollie Granger is doing and actually do the, the, full, the full circuit. And I don't really feel like doing that right now. So I'll just wait until I feel like watching 30 Bond movies and then I'll do it. Yeah. Maybe. No. Well, see, Maybe. My, my, my problem with going to theaters, I like to actually go to the movies with people, but it seems like all, yes. all, all the people I would go to movies with, nobody wants to go because you're like, oh, COVID, I'm going to die. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to die in the hospital. I can't breathe. Oh, I'm dead. I'm dead. I, I went to a movie and died for it. Well, you got to die for your art. Guys. It's not just COVID I don't want to go for. Everybody. I just don't want to go. <laughs> not not with you. I just, you know, the theater in general. All of the things that <laughs> the we've things seen that can in the happen. theaters. And, then, and I was like, oh, you got to do it for the movies. The, the, and then the, what the, the last the, two years. The screaming, the screaming babies. The, the, screaming the popcorn babies. getting knocked the over. Feet. The smashing. <sighs> Shit. Come on. Observations from, uh, you know, Joe Lunchbale. Come on. That's what it's all about. I I mean I know I know but... and the best way probably these days to actually watch a movie is in a dark theater where your eyes have to pay attention to what's on the screen you can't yes. you can't you can't uh, do a little use bit of this phone. you know use your phone or your laptop and and be I, sidetracked I, you actually your full attention's on whatever the fuck's happening on the screen. I'm aware and I uh, my buddy Hammeet was trying to get me to go to Dune right and uh i was like eh. i was like i don't know i don't really want to go to theater and he was like he's like i he's already seen it he's like i went with my dad he was like there was only five people in the theater he was like it was pretty relaxed and and they do check your uh vaccine like vaccination record when you get there so yeah good i know i know it would be fine i just i don't know what i want to break it for because like that's the bigger thing for me break the like, seal. What I, yeah what do i want to break the seal on it's not dune i'll tell you that much really maybe french dispatch yeah, I don't know. I maybe Venom too because I know you're such a Venom guy. Well, you know who's a Venom guy? Who? Paul Thomas Anderson. I think he just said what? that Venom Two is one of the best movies of the year. Get PTA. PTA that guy. Is that what amazing. A, what a what a what a Joker he is. But he is completely nuts. What is he talking? Where, where's his? Actually, what about Licorice Pizza? Whenever the fuck that shows up in theaters. Oh yeah, that's coming out like next year, right? The Probably, poster. I, I, the I think poster it's out. Like, I think it's out like really soon. They don't make a poster for a movie that's not coming out soon, you know. <laughs> I see. Hey, it's got a 2021 stamp on it. Official Does trailer. Once it? it out, November 26th. That's so that's next Friday, and that's in the U.S., which means uh, we get it like weeks later. You know, you know who plays the 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 lead boy. In uh, Licorice Pizza? Yep. I'm going to guess Matt Damon. Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. What? Is he any good? I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. Does he look like Phil at all? Or... A little bit. A little bit? A little That's bit. good. Yeah. He doesn't have to look like Phil, but I think it would be better if he did. Do you know what I mean? Oh, oh Justin used the little goat uh, emoticon again. I like that. Goat, goat movie question of the week. Mm-hmm. Recently saw Rutger Olsen Hauer in that thrilling The Hitcher movie, and he's mm-hmm. also in Lady Hawk, which I started last night, and I'm hoping gets much better. Oh, Justin. 
Don't, Lady, Lady Hawk La- La- not La- a winner. La- Lady Hawk sucks. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's it's this fantasy movie. Like, but it's like an eighties fantasy kind of period. Like, I don't know if you can call it period piece or fantasy movie, but it's just it's, you hope it's way better than it is. But no, that's not a movie. No, stinks. It's not not good. Tell uh, it like it is. Stinks. So. Justin asks, so what are your favorite shows with this big Dutch boy? <laughs> did, uh, I don't know if uh, Justin... Is I don't know he if you, not aware? Is he not aware that the Canadian icon, Rutger Hauer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> As he, per my my only source on anything, RJ Balog. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty ignorant to not know that Rutger Hauer is Canadian. So, I mean, I don't want to like throw shit at justin peterson's walls or anything like that but but, um, but you will but it's ignorant yeah. see it look is. at this wikipedia doesn't even know what they're talking about you pull it up and it goes dutch actor <laughs> wow. it's ignorant yeah. it's ignorant uh for my my favorite my favorite role of canadian icon rutger Hauer is probably buffy the vampire slayer <laughs> and that's not even really a joke because he actually is pretty cool in that movie so i'm, I'm gonna go with that okay which is probably, I think, a Canadian film as well. Let's see here. What would be my pick? It's not. Flesh and Blood's pretty cool. I'll mention that one because, like, there's a lot of obvious movies I could go. I mean, I could go with Blind Fury. I thought you would have uh, been a hobo with a shotgun <laughs> or, guy. Actually, here's the, I, I've actually watched a few. Oh, yeah. The Blood of Heroes, uh, a.k.a. The Salute of the Jugger. That movie's mm. uh, pretty cool. Okay. So a lot of a couple good ones. There's a few, yeah. Split second, uh, which I think. What about bleeders? I think it's a movie which my review mentioned. Uh, how it seems like it, it takes place in a world where the sump pumps have all stopped working, so everyone's walking oh. around in like ankle deep water, and then there's like a killer alien robot. Ooh, that's cool. Hey, I never told you. Well, I mean, this would never have come up, but uh, we saw a house a couple weeks ago, and it had three sump pumps in the basement uh is this because it was south of a lake in town a man-made lake yes it was of course it was was. yeah i've I've seen four sump pumps in the basement of a uh, house on that side of the town and it's like and then my favorite is when you're in the middle of a drought and you look in it and there's like water right at the level of it and you go what the fuck Mm -hmm. not good stuff jared no that's what that's what's gonna cost you Anyways, I'm going to change my answer uh, because I found what could be maybe my favorite title for a movie ever, Bone Daddy. Oh. I, I'm going to say Bone Daddy. I don't know what this movie is, but it looks it looks like my kind of show. Have uh, you seen Bone Daddy? I have not. Oh. Weirdly. You ha- <laughs> this guy doesn't know Bone Daddy. I don't, know, I don't know Bone Daddy. Uh, Justin here says, I am up to 375 movies and shorts for the year, so it's going to be tight once again to get to my 500 movie goal. Oh. Yeah, that's a lot. That's 125 movies between now and uh, the end of December, Chris, Justin. Yeah. Gotta... I'm going to make an executive decision. I'm going to tell him to stop. Yeah, just stop watching movies? Yeah. I'm making executive decisions left and right today. This is my decision. I'm going to tell him just to flat out stop. Yeah, I'm only don't at, shoot, don't I'm, shoot for I'm, that. I'm only at 260 now. You're at 260? Yeah, that's pretty good for a person who doesn't watch movies. I I mean, but you've been in a, on a tear since September. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm really weak, but I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. I mean... I, I just watch Star Trek and uh, Millennium now. That's it. <sighs> that's right. 
Yeah, which is what people really want to hear about, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, it'd be. I mean, I might be able to hit three hundred. Yeah. Well, what was your one year a thousand? <laughs> yeah. That was the year I. I I was almost gonna pull you aside. I was gonna say, Jarrett, sit me down. Do, I, do we got to do something for you, for your well being here? Because uh, there's some red flags going up here. Yeah, forty's almost like one a day for sure. Yeah, and that's some of that's covered already with this podcast. Yeah, and I mean, movies are cool and stuff, but gotta be in the mood. You gotta be in the mood, and don't, sometimes don't sometimes make I it want the garbage. Honestly, sometimes I just want the garbage TV that you don't have to think too much about. You know, you just throw that son of a bitch on and you're just, you know, you can like, you know, watch the ceiling for a bit and you're not going to miss anything. We've talked about this many times, but mm-hmm. sometimes I want the garbage. The, the garbage. Give me the garbage. Yeah. How about some of that wall shit? You want some of that? <laughs> Jerry, you don't want the wall shit, buddy. Let me tell you. Okay. The wall shits. No, 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 no. Very curious to see what The Eternals is all about, since it is getting those low ratings. What can you tell us about these lesser-known characters from a comics perspective, JD? Good question. Well, you know, I've never really read an Eternals comic. I am, I know of Jack Kirby, who's kind of sure. the, the mind behind specifically The Eternals. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no Stanley involved, like, with other stuff, but there's always the thing of, like, Jack Kirby pretty well created... All, almost all these characters. Um, well, and like back new gods. And well, so new. So like, yeah, the way it would go. So Jack Kirby making you know uh, was in World War Two, came back, learned to went draw. to art art training. Uh, well, yeah. and then yeah, he was actually I think drawing comics even in the forties, and then yeah, he just kept drawing and drawing and drawing and drawing and drawing some more, and then he's through. Uh, Marvel or whatever Atlas, Timely Comics, whatever, yeah. uh, all through you know through the sixties, uh, just because the way the Marvel method would work was the artists would draw these comics and then the writers would put the words in the balloons. Uh... So basically, like the way characters looked, the the main thrust yeah. of these comics were the cartoonists. So your Steve Ditko's, your Jack Kirby's, mm-hmm. Bill Everett or whatever. Um, Bill Everett. Bill Everett. You, 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 oh, he's an old, he's an old man. Good. He, he was back. He's, well, I mean, with those, I mean, they're all old men and yeah, I think they're all dead now. So, but, uh, good, good. Thank you, RJ. Good. So finally someone said it. Um, so then he left Marvel. He went to DC. Yeah. He did his new God stuff. And then yeah. when that all wrapped up or kind of got ended on him, he went back to Marvel and he was like, I'm going to do the Eternals. And mm. he, then he did like uh, 2001 uh, Space Odyssey comic adaptations and then a, a 2001 comic series. And then he did Machine Man. Uh, the Eternals is kind of him in the the world of Chariot of the Gods. It's like mm. these 1970 aliens created us sort of stuff. Uh, the Celestials hey. were involved, and big beefy blonde guy who looks just like all of his like main characters kind of do. Uh, How like beefy? Orion, pretty beefy blonde. He looks like a Prince Adam type. Okay, but yeah, I've never read them, so I don't really know the details. I know what Celestials are all about, and there's these races that are like we're going to guide humanity through things. Not, I mean, not, sure, not that's Eternals. all well and good. So uh, Roy Thomas, who is one of the like fan 
Syncophants that became a professional comics writer and editor at these at Marvel. Yeah. Uh, he did a sequel series to the Eternals because Eternals only ran for like a year back in the seventies, mm-hmm. and then back in the, then in the eighties, Roy Thomas kind of went back to it because Roy Thomas was just like, you know, he was essentially doing podcasts before podcasts existed in the sense Ugh. like there was like fanzines back in Ugh. the sixties, and they were like, how do we track down these old comic books without the internet and without like. So you created like mail lists with people and you would trade comics and stuff like that. And he just went on to become a comics writer because he's one of these people that knows all this shit because he's, he's only one of the people who've read this thing. Cause like most people would read a comic and throw it away or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, use it as like filler in a, a wall that you're patching up or something like that. No, then now people are paying hundreds of dollars and getting them slabbed in plastic for collectability. <laughs> what would you get slabbed in plastic? Just curious. Uh, if you could slab anything in plastic, what would you like? Slab any, in plastic? any. You're talking about anything. Anything. I don't know. You get the. I, I, and you can't say me. Yeah. Well, anything would, but me. I'm not a killer. Well, uh, who says you're gonna die when you're in the plastic? Well, well, you might not have oxygen, RJ. You don't need that. You don't need that. Man, I'm Wait, what, where did you hear that from? Science? I'm learning all sorts of things from you this, this week. I mean, I learned about Rutger Hauer. I'm learning about yeah. oxygen. Who, yeah. When you need it. Oxygen, oxygen is a communist lie that they created to trap people into a system that right. they can't afford. So, yeah, Eternals, RJ. Yeah. I'm surprised they made a movie about it. That they're, yeah. it feels like that's quite the jump of in terms of like in- intellectual Mainstream. properties that they that they have at their fingertips mm-hmm. to be like, let's do Eternals next. But because this is also feels similar to like, hey, let's do the Inhumans, and we all know how yeah. that worked out. So yes, the does. Eternals is it sounds like people are kind of like, what is this? What is this? I what heard, is this stuff? Now, I don't know if you heard this, but I heard the biggest compare uh, comparison was to. Mr. Zack Snyder and everyone was saying this is this is very Snyder-esque and even uh, director um, what is it Chloe Chloe Zhao the Nomadland lady I think she even said she's like yeah a couple of our characters are based on uh, Zack Snyder's like Superman and it's like mm-hmm 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 doesn't, doesn't seem like a good idea to me well I mean I said last week too. When they announced Eternals, I, I laughed. I went, "Who the fuck cares?" But you know, <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. I think I don't look at stuff, but like something on Twitter popped up, and it was like after credit scene. I was like, I don't give a shit. But I, I mean, spoiler if you do care. I think it was they said that there is a. Did you hear this too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I won't even mention it. But I was yeah, like, oh. some someone because I know that's yeah. that's announced that that movie is coming out. Yeah, it's all it's like over. it's weird. To, yeah, I saw it on Twitter, and people were like, I was like, eh, I, I'm not going to see it, but someone out there listening to this might. It's it's weird that that's the after credit that they went with, because it seems like a throwaway, but whatever. That's 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 all about those uh, post-credit sequences, though. Yeah, well, as Christopher Nolan say, uh, said, a real movie wouldn't do that, so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. What were we talking about? Uh, so yeah, I don't know if that's helpful in terms of the Eternals. It's it absolutely oh, not. Yeah. Uh, it is not essential comics. There's no like iconic Eternals run. Neil Gaiman actually wrote some Eternals. Speaking of uh, Sandman, of he did, he did of a twelve he did. issue thing with John Romita Jr. Uh, that wasn't any 
good even i don't yeah. think uh they've just been floating around for a while though is these is this concept that like just doesn't really work i don't think yeah i don't i don't it, really it, I'm so, not big into in, in, in a world of like so much fucking superhero stuff uh why do you need these ones there's nothing that differentiates it too much and yeah. it sounds like this is just like a movie this seems like uh something to buy time this well, and... this is rebuilding. This is setting up the next thing they want to do. Well, the biggest giveaway for me that this movie wasn't going to do well is lately I've been seeing the ads for it where it's like the end is just the beginning and it shows clips from like the recognizable Marvel characters like Hulk and Rocket Raccoon. It's like those fucking guys aren't even in this movie. So it's like if you got to use your brand franchising to promote this thing, it's like you're probably expecting it not to... Uh... Not to pull, you know. I, I, I saw some, uh, I didn't see, I, I heard some apologists who were like, well, you know, maybe this movie's not going to do so well because these are more obscure. Like, these are the most obscure characters that they've done so far. I went, no, Guardians of the Galaxy were pretty fucking obscure. That, that one's more. Uh, I mean, obscure. equally, equally, I think. Uh, I mean, they had been using Guardians of the Galaxy recently in the comics, but yeah. we're talking about books that were selling less than 50,000 copies in North America. So yeah. that those aren't the people who are going to the, that movie to make it make, you know, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars uh it's just like oh no james gunn just made like a fun sci-fi action movie superhero thing and that's why people watch it and eternals is like it seems so dour and it's like that's what people don't like about Zack snyder superman stuff yeah it's it's fucking Mm -hmm. sourpuss movies Mm-hmm. It seems like, but this one's like again. Like, it's just they always have to be over two hours long, desaturated. And it's like, uh, maybe that's not a good move. I mean, yeah. Why we've we've talked about this many times, but if they got us in there, we could really change the face of the Marvel, the MCU. We'd sex things up. They'd be like, oh. I'd be, I'd be, I'd make meeting with Kevin, and I'd be like, hey, mm-hmm. you ever hear about Jess Franco? And they say, think about that, but then also, this is what we're thinking. Title, Big Men. Mm-hmm. And then just let it simmer mm-hmm. for like three minutes. Just don't even say anything. And if they try to stop it, just, whoa, whoa, just let, so it, let it rest. It would be like just a big fight movie between uh, Hulk, uh, The Thing, Juggernaut, Thor. Uh, and it'd be like, who's the strongest <laughs> for it, for two and a half hours? Yeah, yeah, and they would all lead up to the biggest of men. The the biggest like who's the biggest incel, do you think? Someone got someone had some questionable uh they were not questionable. They had some questions, I think, uh on our La Samurai review on YouTube. About incel stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> were they were they going after me? I, I uh, didn't I wasn't privy to this. Yeah, uh, well I, I just saw that the other day and I went, Oh RJ. <laughs> That is an incel movie. If anyone doesn't say it is, they're fucking out of their mind. I'm going to go check this shit out right now. Yeah. So, foodie question of the week. Where is your go-to place for chicken wings? What flavors do you prefer? Celery or carrots? Blue cheese or ranch? Bone-in or boneless? Zaxby's is a quick place for wings, but they are not the best quality compared to Buffalo Wild Wings. Well, I have a cor- of course. Um, sure. The flavors, uh, Justin lists for himself, lemon pepper, garlic, and creamy parm were some of his favorites. RJ, uh, RJ's face, let me tell you, Justin. What is Creamy parm. parm in his face looked like uh, he was going to vomit against the wall. 
I've had Parmesan wings before, but the the creamy aspect of it that just kind of threw me off. I was like, creamy. I was like, what the fuck? Anyway, I just saw this thing. Incel movie? Question mark. The fuck? Question mark. Laugh. LMFO. Lamau. Mad disrespectful. Get out of here. Uh, we talking about chicken wings? <laughs> yeah, we talking about chicken wings. What's your go-to place? Uh, fuck. We have real. So this is this has been a battle I've been struggling for years in in Creepsville. We do not have good chicken wings here. Yeah. Uh, so all those places he mentioned, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. We don't got that. Nope. Zaxby's. I don't think that's even in Canada at all. We have, like we had we have uh, Wing King or <laughs> was it Wing King? Yeah, we have Wing King. Which, which I, is are like, they even open still? Or did they? Get, they might be. That's like a local thing almost. Yeah. I think. Oh man. Also, uh, I remember going there one time. One time, and it cost a fortune for what yeah. it was. And then they really got into selling Walking Dead merch. And it's like at Wing King. Yeah. Oh, so they just gave up on food, or no? They're still selling wings. I, I don't know if like, and they were like selling pop vinyl figures, but it's like they're trying to do two businesses at once. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But I think um, I think they went out of business and blamed COVID. Yeah, I mean everyone blamed COVID. Um, I don't know. We we don't have good wings. Like the only places I'll this is gonna sound dumb, but the only places I get wings is like restaurants. Like, yeah. like as an appetizer or something, because I'll, it's like, I mean, I, I, I or, do, you know, pizza places. Have yes. I was going to say, I, I mean, I I settle for, uh, I mean, if, if, you know, ordering, uh, pizza, yeah. I'm, I'm all about those, those wings. Those it's, wings. it's an opportunity. It's like, it's an opportunity to have some wings and, uh, yep. suicide hot. Mm-hmm. Ooh, God damn, Jay. Your, your colon's going to be crying later. Um, what was I going to say? What, from, from hot sauce? Yeah, well, if it's called suicide hot yeah. sauce, your colon's uh, going to be in rough well, shape. Most of the, it's never it's never suicidal enough for me. Ah, uh, I see. It's just, we'll it's just, just double it up. Double it double up, up. Make it up more intense. Uh, you yep. know the the Duke. The Duke actually used to have really good wings. There's there are places like Blarney Stone actually had really good wings. When the that Blarney was, Stone. The Blarney Stone. They'd have Guinness on tap. Guinness. Yeah, they did. They did. But yeah, like some pizza places have decent wings. Like, but not, none of them are really good. We actually, this is gonna sound lame, but we we make wings at home now, just because we're disappointed with the wings that the city has to offer. What's this bone in or boneless bullshit? <laughs> What's... Uh, I mean, I like, I do like boneless bites because I can, you can just pop that it's shit just, back. That's, real not, fast, that's but... not chicken wings. I think the better question, Jared, is are you a are you a uh, drum or a flat boy? Because I'm a flat boy myself. Uh, either. Yeah, I'll take. I my, like the flats. I'll, I'll take it all. I'll, I'll rip that flesh off those bones. Some someone can uh, sound bite that of Jared going. I I will take it all. Mm-hmm. Questionable. Uh, okay, you have no preference. I like flats. I think flats are real yeah. good. Uh, do you care about Just, that celery carrot stuff? I mean, if nobody it's, fucks with that, get out of here. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you're just like, I want some carrots. No, I need. I, yeah. I need to combat all this. Like these forty-eight wings I just ate. I eat carrots like once a month, anyway. So I'm good. Oh, once a month. Usually, yeah. Uh, and flavor. For me, yeah. um, I like. I, I either like just hot wings, like just hot yep. sauce wings. Yes. Or if I want a dry wing, salt and pepper wings are pretty good. That's if I just want dry. Like, I think if we get more than one order, we'll get an order of hot, and then we'll get an order of salt and pepper. I will. 
my uh, my other option way back in the day when I was just really pounding down those wings was like a garlic something like a honey garlic try them out yeah. see if they're any good but it was hit and miss um ages ago Bo Diddley's used to have pretty good wing nights and then they really started to cheap out on the the quality of the wing don't they all though they all do and that's don't, the pr- and that's the, and that's the problem yeah I, I used to fuck with honey garlic a lot but um not as much anymore. Uh, what is it? I don't know. You don't, don't, want, to, you don't, don't want to talk about it. I mean, honey garlic's fine, but um, garlic's a little bit weird for me now. Anyway, so that's I, right. like, I can't see. That's why. That's why I tend to lean towards the salt and pepper because it's. It, those are those are just things that make flavoring better for you, but they don't have actual flavor to themselves. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's fine. I heard that once about salt, where it's like salt opens up your taste buds, and that's why it's good on like so many different things. But it doesn't have a distinct taste, like say like a garlic does, where it's like pungent. But it's it's what it does to your, it's what it does to you, Jared, inside of your mouth. <laughs> what it does to you inside of your mouth. Yes, that's science. Christmas shopping talk. So far, no luck on getting a PS5. And Best Buy really added insult to injury this week. I logged onto their site and saw they had a special tech members only sale on PS5s going on. That membership, I shit you not, was valued at 200 bucks. I knew it must be too good to be true, but I like Best Buy and rolled the dice. Right after getting the membership, nothing changed on the page. I then chatted with customer service and they told me the PS5s were sold out and would be available to everyone once they came back in stock. So those fuckers bait and switched me. I was super pissed, so I bitched about it and they agreed to refund the stupid membership fee. <laughs> well, that's pretty uh, pretty shitty. Uh, yeah, that's incredibly shitty. Yeah, say, so, hey, we're going to sell you this product that you don't want. It's for 200 bucks, just to get access to this PS5 that we have behind this this uh, walled garden. And then you do that, and they go, oh, we're sold out. And when they're available, you just get one. It's like, oh, well, fuck yourself. <laughs> Give me, fuck you, pay me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's nuts. But we, we said our opinion on this last week even was just don't, don't, Deny your children happiness. Don't even try. That's just... oh, that's RJ. That's not me. Well, you oh you, oh yeah. You said to just go for it, right? Yeah, get get them what they want. Put down the thousand yeah. bucks or whatever. No, that's stupid. But you're gonna. Have, he's gonna. Have to, I think Justin's gonna have to put in some link work. He's gonna have to fucking yeah. try. He'll do it. I think it's gonna happen. But he's got. It's gonna take some. Be a lot of early mornings hitting those WalMarts. I think. Get, yeah. You, you gotta get those trucks figured out. Go on Reddit. Look at those. I'm sure there's a Reddit about this and like map out Virginia. Mm, yeah. South Carolina, I, South Carolina. I've sure. mapped other things before. If you know what I mean. What? I hope not. Well, sometimes. Can you think of any times you got screwed as a consumer? Oh, frequently. You want to hear? You want to hear one thing that I still am fucking annoyed of this day? <laughs> Please. This dude I went to high school with, like, well, high school, junior high with. He he uh, he got engaged in grade tw- like the month after grade twelve, and everyone was like, "Bud, it's too early. It's too too early." And he's like, "No, it's good. It's good." And uh, he was always like girlfriend guy who like 
he would be with a girlfriend forever, but then he would come hang out with guys sometimes. And he was like, do you want to be a groomsman? I was like, uh, I was like, am I the best choice? I was like, I don't know. We're not even really good friends. I was like, all right, whatever. Okay. And so he's like, okay, you got to go get your suit at this place. And I was like, okay. So I went and I rented my suit and it was like 150 bucks or whatever. Uh, and then um, him and his fiance broke up because, you know, they were 18 and mm-hmm. you, you know, uh, and then I went to go get my deposit, uh, my deposit back from this place and the place closed down and they boarded up the walls and I went, what the fuck is going on here? I said, you can't just, you can't just take a bunch of deposits and then close up shop. I oh, was yes, like, what the can. fuck is it? <laughs> well, I mean, in my mind, you shouldn't be able to do something like that. Well, your, your mind doesn't this this mean shit. I, yeah, I know bullshit. it. I know, I know it's bullshit, but it's the, yeah, that is like the, uh, that's the scam. It seems like, especially around, uh-huh. around Creepsville, it's like these businesses sell gift cards and then like the next and then month go they go under, you're like, what the fuck? Dude, we have a hundred dollars to fucking plum, and that's and like when COVID started, we're like, we're like, this restaurant's not gonna make it. It's gonna close down. It's done. And it's like we got this fucking gift card to plum that someone gifted us one time. It's like we're not gonna be able to get in there, and then they close, and now we're fucked. Yep. You know. Yeah. Apparently, they even stopped taking those gift cards like before they closed. They just full on said, "Oh, we're not doing that." Yeah. Is that's got to be illegal? Oh, they can't well. sell gift cards to their restaurant and then deny use of them. That's <sighs> a, a lot of things are should be illegal, RJ. And even if they are, uh, no one complains. It's just, well, you have to understand our perspective. No, that's actionable. I would take action on that. Yeah, I'm sure you would. That's actionable. Leave. I would call every lawyer in the city. I'd say, listen here, you fucks. And then they go, uh, you're going to pay me $1,000 <laughs> over $100. And then you go, no. And then you, they go... Bye. <laughs> they gang up. That, that, that's how that goes. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, but yeah. I would sue for millions for emotional <laughs> distraught. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, like, emotional distraught, you know, too. I'd be like, listen, I actually, I won't say that. That that would be actionable. That would be that. that's actionable. That's actionable. Never mind. Continue on. Thanks for the time, gents, and I'm looking forward to hearing what this piano player show is all about. It's about a piano. And and the friends it makes along the way. Well, sometimes. Yeah. Sam Sanchez. Who? Noir Vember versus Jan Noir Airy. I, 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 all I know is uh, Sam seems to be mocking Jan Noir Airy because the letters rotate capitalization to lowercase uh, throughout. I, I see. Oh. What, I, I see what he's doing. He's throwing a little bit of shade. Well, I think. Are you? Are you, I think you're the only person who celebrates January. No, it's my beliefs so far. Hello, Jay Duncan Arge blog. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's good. I'm fine with that. Only wanted to touch on Jarrett slightly scoffing at my Noir Vember and thinking his January is superior. Time will show me on the right side of history here, fellas. Also wanted to point out that doing Noir Vember leaves open to opportunity for Jackie Chanuary. <laughs> I, uh, I've never even considered it, but I like it. I'm uh, on board. Or a Michael Anthony Manuary. <laughs> No, I'm I'm all I'm all for the Jackie January. Yeah, Jackie January. Oh, I love it. It's yeah. good stuff. Are you gonna yeah. do it, RJ? 
No, but okay, I, I, see, I love the idea. You, you, you don't love it that much. Yeah. Uh, think of the limited possibilities. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, eventually you would hit a cap, but um, that's it. Yeah. Carry on, you two. I mean, I think Jackie January would be great for like a one-shot thing. Do you know, like, you just you get as many as you can in the one month, and then it's done, and it's not a recurring thing. Right. I like it though. I yeah. Like it. Yeah, it's a good one. Are you on board for Jackie Chan- uh, January? No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not giving Samchez anything. Fuck that okay, guy. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'm on board. Sam Loveland. Uh, yeah. My, my preferred Sam. Oh, <laughs> all right. So you're you're taking a side now, eh? Yeah. With Alpha Sam, it seems. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Bonjour. Uh, Bonjourno. Bonjour à creeps. Uh, sad that RJ doesn't like pickpocket as much as Jared and I. Oh well, that's how these things go, I suppose. See that you broke his heart. Um, RJ over there. I'm sorry, but I can't change my opinion. It's like my opinion, man. Some exciting news. Uh huh. Next month, if things go according to plan, I will be in the same country as you two. That's right. My emailing in French was not a fluke. See, I thought it was because we're watching a, another French movie. Oh, is he, uh, is he bilingual? Oui. <laughs> uh, for I will be spending one week in Montreal the last few days of December and into the first week of January. I've never Shit. been to another country as an adult. When I was a baby, my family visited Mexico one time. And certainly not a place where they speak a foreign language. Yeah, well, in Montreal, French is a whole other beast. It is. You, I, I think French people frequently uh, throw shit on the walls of Montreal French people. Mm-hmm. So just get ready for that. Uh, I'll be staying with a friend up there, and I'm very excited to get to experience the city. It seems like they're handling the whole COVID thing at least a little bit better in Quebec than they are in Utah, which is a relief. I know Canada is a big country, but either of you have ever been to La Metropole, I would be interested in hearing your recommendations. One thing is it will be very cold, much colder than I'm used to. Oh, yeah. You got that Mm. St. Lawrence River right there. I I have a story to tell, but I'll I'll let you finish. Um... So I'll probably be very sweaty walking around in a bunch of layers. Oh, well, you'll want to have a coat, my dude. <laughs> but that, oh, but, but yeah, you got you you you're, you yeah. Well, it depends. It could be a mild winter out there. I don't know. I'm not sure what they're projecting, but um, you're going to want a, a winter coat. Okay, so okay, what, what one more sentence yeah. here? I know this seemingly contradicts the podcast and my own personal anti-French beliefs, but rest assured, I will not be having any fun up there. Ah, uh, yeah, I yeah, do not have any fun. I mean, I know you might see Denis Villeneuve. You might see him around there, but don't don't smile, don't wave. Nobody has fun in Montreal, and I think that's a rule. Is that no one has fun in Montreal? Well, uh, if you, I don't know if you recall this past week, RJ, that the CEO of Air Canada, mm-hmm. our largest airline in the country, sure. uh, it was discovered this man who's uh, been living in Montreal for decades doesn't know any French at all, and this became yeah. a scandal, a scandal because 
I mean, why? Who gives a shit? Well, the French Canadians do <laughs> a lot. The, they care about a lot of things. Apparently, like the the government's like, you have to learn. You have to learn, and well, the I shareholders think, yeah, yeah, you have to learn it. You represent this country. You got to learn. So, oh yeah, I will, I will. And the government's like, yeah, you will. It's like, what, what the fuck is business of theirs? But we have two yeah. official languages here, RJ. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, you don't have to speak French if you live in Canada, but if you work for the government, you but he have doesn't. To speak. Air Canada is not the government. Uh, well, yeah, okay, so that's the, and that's, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I actually, I'm kind of with him. It's like, I don't think he needs to learn French. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I don't really care, and I mean, fuck Air Canada anyway. Uh, we actually do, uh, as as uh, taxpayers, RJ, we oh. are uh, we are shareholders right now of that company. Right. Because, because they got COVID bailout. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't, does it matter? Does it matter? But, whoo, boy, they give a shit about that there. Yeah, uh, I've never yeah, been well, to Montreal. They, they care about a lot of stuff. I know. Uh, I, nope. I know several people who have visited there and went to school at Concordia. It seems to be mm-hmm. a p- pretty popular art school mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Gr- grad studies and kind of exclusive to get in there. Or yeah. it used to be. Um, and people who worked at call centers there, not knowing a word of English, it is possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it sounds like uh, I don't know. I mean. Everything I know about it uh, comes down to movies and the news, and uh, they have a real like film culture, like a real like uh, tr- like real one, unlike Allegedly. not like Creepsville. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, it, well, which we don't we, even we don't, have. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they actually have a film industry that is actually supported by the by people and by the yeah. government, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, don't know. I mean, that's okay. You can uh, hang out. Get some. Uh, I don't know. Go to like those uh, Jewish delis. Oh yeah, there's lots of those. Yeah. Get some bagels. Um, I've never been, but my mm. wife has, and she actually went in January, which is where uh, when uh, our boy Sam is born, and uh, she said that it was a horrible, horrible weather. Horrible. They had an ice storm. The plane couldn't land because of the ice storm. Uh, and then walking around, it's all that, like, all of Montreal's, like, architecture is that, like, old century stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which is really nice, but apparently in winter, it all ices and you can't, it's like, they just don't de-ice stuff there. They don't have, um, they don't salt anything. So it was like, she went with the rest of the art gallery people and apparently every 20 minutes someone slipped and just fell flat out on the <laughs> ice because it was so icy. And like, it's, I think, um, even in like in Montreal, I think every winter people just die from, like, <laughs> from, from the cold. People just flat out die. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, um, I would say don't eat, not just layers, Sam. You need like you're gonna need like a goose down parka or something. Like you get get some heat. Part of man. well, but, so part of yeah. me wonders like, is it worth it to like bought pre buy a coat that might be inadequate? Because I'm, I'm I mean I mean Utah's mm-hmm. got the mountains. It's got skiing yeah. and stuff like that. So it's got, there's it's there. It's like do you want to haul that with you or do you pick something up while you're there? Freeze to death a little bit. Go go find yourself a nice little uh, coat shop. Go hit uh, hit up that. Uh, I'm not sure if the Hudson's Bay is nearby, but uh, yeah. you get that. Get a blanket. I mean, also he's got that American dollar, that coin, uh, mm. the Quan, and uh, that would actually it would go a lot 
it would go a lot further in, in Montreal than it would in Utah. So maybe that is the way to go. But yeah, that hour that you land, you're probably going to be tits out freezing. You know what I mean? Tits out. Tits out, man. That's how cold it's going to be. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No. Well, he, I'm sure he gets it. But no. yeah, so I don't know. I, I would, like Jared said, check the weather forecast. Maybe it's a, a mild winter. But all I know is... When my wife went, she uh, she said it was one of the worst winters she's ever seen. And well, we live in we live but, Canada but, but, too. So, well, but we live in a we don't live by a body of water. Uh, no, we don't. So we, we're we're dry. We have a dry winter. I yes, imagine when you go out east for those uh, those lakes and those rivers, it's like oh, this is a very different kind of wet, cold everywhere. Let's get a coat. Get it? Yeah, get a coat. Get maybe even some boots with some traction. Uh, maybe even some chains on those boots. Yeah, you, I think he might have to pick up smoking too if he goes to Montreal. It's a good idea. Yeah, because I think a lot, a lot of those French guys smoke, mm-hmm. and it keep, I think it's to keep you warm. Actually, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. One last thing, you've discussed this vaguely, but as far as I know, not in detail. But what are you, what what are you movies that you don't like at first, but that you're sure would like a lot more if you rewatched them? This was prompted by Jarrett reminding me about my first and only viewing of the Michael Mann film Thief, a movie that I found very boring when I watched it. However, Michael Mann is one of my favorite filmmakers, and if I went back mm. and watched the movie again, I'm sure I would love it this time. As reflected, uh, reflecting on it, it definitely seems right up my alley, and it's like mm-hmm. I was just having a bad day when I watch it. Sort of a similar situation with Tokyo Story, except I still came away positive on that one. Also, glad to see Jared is watching movies again. Anyway, wow. thanks for your time and bon journée, Sam. Slam love machine, Loveland. Bon journée, oui, me. Kind of like that, Jared. Honky honk. Honky honk. Uh, I don't know what is this in. I don't know. I never remember offhand, but I'm sure most of the Criterion movies I would maybe like more. Well, actually, that's not fair. Not most. Like, a third of them I would probably like more if I rewatched them, but I'm not going to. I so. wish I did a better job. Like, I know some people use the tag of this is requiring a rewatch. Yeah. yeah. There's so many. There's <laughs> so many movies I feel Too like Too many that. movies. I mean... Too the, many shows. Uh, well, I mean, for instance, I would say uh, Drive would yeah. be a movie that I've only seen once that I seem to be the most out to lunch on, where I was kind of like super underwhelmed by it. But then there's certain movies where I was like, I'm going to rewatch Batman Begins, which I know a lot of people like, but I've never liked it. And rewatching, I was kind of like, nah, I still feel pretty well the same way. But it's, I don't know. I I had that more happen when I was watching stuff in my formative years, like in high school, and then movies I would rewatch later and go, oh, this movie is so much better than I expected it to be, just because my, I guess, maybe my visual vocabulary movie watching uh, had opened up a lot. For Batman Begins? Uh, Not so much that. Not so much Batman Begins. Oh, okay. I thought you were still talking about Batman Begins. I was going to be like, yeah, of course. 100%. Yeah, I watched it in my formative years. It was amazing. It still is. Still is, yeah. I mean, I'll stand by that, but so you yeah. you don't have to. Right. I know you. Mm-hmm. You saw it so many times. Uh, I think six times in theaters. Or maybe four. I don't know. A lot. I saw it a lot. You saw it a lot. Saw it a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else we got going on here? Uh, that's well, I got. Is that the last email? I'm just trying to think if we can come up with an answer for Sam Loveland about a movie that I would rewatch. Lot, just by lots. <laughs> but uh, you should, you should rewatch um, Sister Act. No. What about Ghost Dad? No, I'd have to. I mean, I've only ever seen. <laughs> 15 minutes of that movie. Plus, I don't know, RJ, if you're familiar with uh, the reputation of one Bill Cosby these days. I know um, that he was a uh, a national icon for a long time. For a long time. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. He is, and he's a, he's a different kind of national icon now. For pudding? Nope. <laughs> Not for pudding? Not for pudding. What for then? <laughs> well, you'd have to ask his victims. Like, did he Matthew Broderick some people? <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't oh. drive them down. Well, I'll look into this. This okay. is news to me. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll check it out. Yeah, you'll find out. <laughs> it's like, oh, my. Oh, uh, my. <laughs> oh, my God. Bill, Bill is a busy man. Well, I mean, all but, that but hey, gets you all hey, excited. Those, those, those convictions got overturned, so it's all good. Because well, of statue. Statute of Limitations? Uh, no, no, it wasn't that. It was, uh, I can't remember what the technicality was. Pudding? I don't think so, RJ. I bet it was pudding. I bet it, I bet it was pudding. I, I don't know a lot about this, but I bet it was pudding. I bet. <clears throat> well, that's it for emails, RJ. Oh. What uh, what you been creeping on this week? Nothing. I noticed. It is nothing. You've logged nothing. Uh, I have been playing Metroid Dread. Oh. And I'm, I'm, I think I'm maybe about halfway through, but that's how I've been spending my evenings uh, okay. because I, I wanted a break from movies. And uh, I'll just say it's very good. Yeah. It's very good. It's not, yeah. it's not Super Metroid? Uh, no, I mean, it is. It's pretty close to Super Metroid. Like, um, uh, it's been a while since I've played Super Metroid. It's very similar, like similar feels. Uh. It, it plays really, really smooth, and um, like I don't know, all the stuff with the Emmy, like the little robots that hunt you, those the, those sequences are really well done too, and they're they're um they're challenging, <clears throat> but like not too hard that you can't do it after like three four tries, uh, and it's rewarding to get through. And the biggest thing I would say is, I'm not a guy who like. Because I think I've mentioned before, like game, like big games, like The Witcher Three and stuff. I was like, it's too much for me. I was like, there's too much for me to keep track of. But this game, games. Yeah, yeah. But like this one doesn't feel like that. And I, there's enough like challenge to it. But I think it's designed what like so well that like even someone like me is like it just it flows kind of the right way where sometimes you got to do some backtracking, but there is like, there's a natural kind of feel to it. So it's good. I like it. I like it a lot, but uh, that's what I've been doing. So just uh Metroid dread, my man, Metroid dread. But why don't you tell me about some movies? Well, since we last spoke, I have been mm-hmm. going hard. I've noticed what's on, up with uh, that man? Some, on some contemporary cinema. Bud? Well, these are like the movies that uh, were coming out. Was it starting in 2019 and on? I uh, just never got around to watching because my interest in watching a lot of these movies had just 
dropped off, but these were still movies I would like, well, if I had time, I would get around to watching it. Yeah. And after uh, a, a solid month of just watching movies all the way through for ghoul school, I was kind of like motivated, I guess, a little bit to be like, you know, I should actually watch some of these because it's two years removed. Plus, a lot of these movies were ones that when I wanted to watch them, they weren't available for streaming yet. And now it's been a couple of years and there's no more rental, easy rental money for people to pay mm-hmm. for. So they're just like on streaming. Um, the first movie I watched uh, to kick this run off was Come to Daddy, which is coming off of streaming in like a week, I guess, like on the 15th. So, oh, okay. So you got <clears throat> it. You got it before it went away. Yeah. And then I just, it's sort of, uh, I just kept going with that. Mm-hmm. With that when you watch stuff. So how, what did you think of Come to Daddy? Uh, it's okay. I, I, I had no idea what this was about beyond kind of what everyone talks about is Elijah Wood's haircut and mustache, which, like, I, didn't even phase me because, I guess, maybe because I, mean, I, I, uh, I work in an art department. I, I've dealt with art galleries and artists, like, for... I don't know, a, a, a decade. And so he was just like, yeah, that's what some, some of these guys look like. <laughs> some, some people have this style and silly hats um, mm-hmm. and have a way about them, uh, how they express themselves in order to impress people, pretentious a little bit. But, little I mean, bit. There, there, it didn't go as hard into that as I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. But it is a silly movie. It's silly. It's yeah. A, it's yeah. It's about all you can really say about it in terms of mm-hmm. these um, style. This style of movie that people often talk about, like a lot of people talk, compare this to Greasy Strangler, which is mm. ridiculous. I, it, yeah, this, I, I this, don't is, think this movie's not even not, not even in the same ballpark as Greasy no. Strangler. I don't think so at all. But uh, someone had mentioned this movie in reference to Greasy Strangler, but also mentioned another movie that I actually didn't know really at all other than the poster, which was Greener Grass. Ah, Sugarhead's a Greener Grass guy. Yeah, so Greener Grass, I genuinely, again, I actually had less knowledge of what this was than Come to Daddy. I don't know, what can I say about Come to Daddy? Uh, I think you've already said it all. (laughs) I mean, it's like Elijah Wood goes to visit his dad that he's been Mm -hmm. estranged from pretty well since he was a little kid. He meets this, like, this old drunk, sad bastard loser uh, that seems a little hateful, spiteful. And he's like, "Why did you invite me to to like have like this like reunion after all these years? If you're going to be like this, but then this guy's like drinking and things are escalating, mm-hmm. and uh, this man keels over, and then things start revealing themselves, and it starts filling in the gaps. And mm-hmm. I don't know." There's, I think, you, I think there's talk of martyrs esque uh, trapdoors. <laughs> well, holes. Oh yeah, trapdoor holes into yeah. second compartments of the house. Yeah. Is and, it not martyrs esque? Poo, poo, poo pens. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> just don't throw that shit at the wall, okay? No. Just put it. Just you know what I mean? Dip, dip it. You dip your pen in it, then stab someone with it. Well, why not? What else are you gonna do? And yeah, there's there's uh, some some jokes some some silly uh, jokes involving toilet paper and stuff like that in the movie. Mm. It, yeah. It's an, it's an offbeat little movie. It's okay. It's like you said, it's I'll, silly. I, I wouldn't really ever think about it ever again. Nope. Yeah. Nope. It exists. It exists. Um, and then, so yeah, I watched greener grass. 
which and so I haven't seen that. Uh, tell is it? Uh, I see you gave it a three and a half. That's pretty uh, positive from you. I don't know how you. I, I honestly, this movie's probably the comedy of it is very subjective. Sure, uh, like a lot of comedy, but this is in that uh, kind of not Tim and Eric, but. You're either going to like this a lot, or you will just not be into it. Yeah, you'll not. You'll hate this thing a lot. So it's directed mm-hmm. by uh, these two women, Jocelyn DeBoer and Don Luby. Luby Luby. Uh, I'm not sure what they've been in previous to this, but they they I think they did a short film called Greener Grass before this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jocelyn DeBoer, she's in Thunder Road. She's in. Oh, okay. And I think she's like one of the. I think she's the main character in Five to Seven, which I see that you've watched with uh, Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin. Uh, let me see. But maybe I'm wrong on that. Or she's just in it. And you're talking about Jocelyn DeBoer. Yeah, no, she's not the main character. It must be this uh, Berenice Marlowe. Is, yeah, let me is see. the woman in that. I have definitely seen this movie, <clears throat> but I can't speak to it. Okay. Good. You know what I mean? Excellent. But uh, apparently Frank Langella is in it, and he's Ooh, pretty cool. Yeah. He's pretty cool. Uh, so Greer Grass is about... It's a little satirical, RJ. It's a bit of a send-up. Satire? That's a little bit. That's what it's going for. Holy shit. It's, it's set in a strange world. Uh, so it's a stylized setting. Where Satire it, world? It, everyone wears braces, because someone probably got the idea that that's a good way to keep your teeth straight. And then everyone started getting braces. So that's just like mm-hmm. a running gag that all these characters all have braces. Yeah. Uh, the, the two main characters are also the directors, uh, uh, Deboer and uh, Lube, and they are soccer moms in the sense that they watch soccer games together. Um, they both have sons that are playing uh, mm-hmm. and these people are just uh, vacant. They're vacant people. Um, the one mom, the uh, Deborah's character, she has a baby, a new, mm-hmm. uh, a recent baby, and the mm-hmm. other woman comments about it. And the way that sometimes people do, uh, apparently, apparently, is they're, oh, would you like my baby? And she's like, oh, I couldn't. It's like, oh, oh you know, I've, 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 I've known her, I've known, I've known him since, or her, I think it's her, Madison's the name of the baby. I've, I've known her since she was born. I mean, that's plenty, that's long enough. I mean, mm-hmm. if you'd like, you can have my baby. And they're like, okay. So they, she just gives her her baby. That's that's the mm. kind of world that this operates at, and then people can make out with the wrong husband unknowingly because they're oh you were holding my you were holding my, what was used to be my child, so sounds a little Duncan esque. Duncan esque, yeah. Well, I mean, just a there's little. a yeah, there's a kind of like backstory about a there's a killer on the loose that people are looking for that used to bake groceries at the grocery store. And there's so going there's, after there's, grocery baggers now. Uh, well, no, it's the, it's the grocery beggar who's killed. That's the suspect anyway. Uh, and then there's like so there's like this uh, you know leering camera and heavy breathing kind of throughout the film that that mm-hmm. just like starts showing up in impossible places. Um, there's the one child that there seems to be something a little wrong with uh, Deborah's other son that she doesn't give away. Uh, at one point, he turns into a dog. Spoilers. He just turned. Okay. He, yeah, he goes into the water and then he comes out and he's a dog. You know, he's just a, okay. he's a golden retriever and he never he, he never goes back. And yeah. everyone's like, it just makes sense. It's like that's why that's why he was having all these problems because he was actually mm. a dog. 
I'm on board with that. That's fine. Yeah, so that's good. Um, I don't know. There's no lessons to be learned from this movie. It's, it is pretty absurd. Not every movie needs to be about something. No, you know? uh, your your favorite Jim Cummings shows up in this for like, I don't know, about 45 seconds. I wouldn't say favorite. I mean, I think he's fine, you know. I like Thunder Road. He's here. Yeah, you should watch um, Wolf of Snow Hollow for Christmas. It's a Christmas film. Yeah. It's a no. Christmas film. What about, Just no. what, what about his new movie, Beta Test? Beta what? Beta... I think that's the name of the movie. I think it's called Beta Test. Beta Cock? Beta Test. Oh, okay. Apparently he gets angry. He's really repressed. Uh, when is he not angry? Exact, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. I mean, yeah, Greener Grass would be a... Depending on the person, I would recommend it to Sure. Uh, and then I watched Vivarium, starring oh. starring uh, Lex, Lex Luthor and uh, Imogen Poots. Yeah, she's 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 just everywhere. She is just everywhere. And I I I don't know a lot about this movie, but I do think I'll watch it one day. Okay. So is it good? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Is, is it what you would expect? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could have it could have been better, but yeah. it's still probably worth your time. It's yeah. what is it? Ninety minutes long? Oh, oh. 90, 97 minutes long. Is this a uh, Creeptober pick or uh, watch eh, it when you want? You to. can watch it when you want to. Okay, it's gotcha. barely. I mean, I think I labeled this horror project mostly because uh, in its genre designation, it has horror on it, but mm-hmm. it's definitely more sci-fi. If that even, a lot of people. I I always find it strange in reviews. People they kind of throw like it's very Twilight Zone ish, like as if that's a bad Mm. thing. Yeah, I don't know why people say that. It's like Twilight Zone's cool. It's like a it's like a Black Mirror episode. It's like so so. (laughs) Is it good? There's bad Black Mirror episodes and good ones. I I mean, if it's a movie that's good, I don't give a shit. What if it's like it's like a TV show? Like I don't know. Ah. You go okay okay. I mean, movies are just long TV shows anyway, so okay. Yeah, sometimes it's like sometimes the movie's like, yeah, maybe it should have been a television series, like with seven part, like a season, a proper season, to tell it. Yeah, sometimes. That's how I think. That's how I feel. You know and, what I mean? Burn. And then I watched First Cow. Ah, tell me about First Cow. Well, RJ, First mm-hmm. Cow. Just so you're aware. Nothing, nothing, nothing befalls this cow. It goddamn better not. Well, that cow gets milked, though. How do you feel about that? That's fine. Cow, yeah. Cows uh, need to get milked. It's like one of those things. It's like, you know how we need our nails clipped? Mm-hmm. Because if we don't clip them, you look like it's 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 insanity. Cows got to get milked sometimes. They enjoy it, nope. from what I heard. Not constantly, but they, you know... Anyways, tell me what. Tell me what uh, well, have you watched much Kelly Reichardt movies? Oh, almost all of them. Yeah. What's your favorite? Uh, uh, the one about um, the 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 person that does the thing. Oh yeah. You know the person that does the thing uh, with night- the other thing. <laughs> I see, like Night Moves, starring Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's probably and, the and, one. And I D- Dakota Fanning and Peter Sarsgaard. Uh, yeah, that's probably my favorite film. Okay, probably. Yeah. 
Probably. Uh, one day I've, I've we one, one day we will get the Criterion uh, release of Old Joy. Uh, I've heard I've heard of these movies, but I haven't seen any of them. Okay. I don't well, think. this movie is very much like a Kelly Reichardt movie. Uh, okay. They are slow burns, but very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meek's Cutoff is a western, and uh, oh yeah, I know Meek's Cutoff. Yeah, 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 with uh, Michelle Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like it's a good western movie. Wendy yep. and Lucy also with Michelle Williams. Uh, it's about a it's about a girl and her dog. And yeah, does anything bad happen to that dog? I mean, no, not in like a hor- not in a horrible sense. And like the dog doesn't even die or anything like that, but it's like does this dog get abused in any way? No. No. Better not. It's, there's been, it is a sad movie, RJ. It better not. I don't know. It depends. You 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 have impossible standards that are inconsistent. So I don't have impossible no... All I want is movies that don't have the mistreatment of animals. That's all. <laughs> as you define it. As I define it. As I see yeah. fit. And then sometimes you're fine with it. And then other times you're not. Well, I wouldn't say fine with it. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm more open to Beating. other things. Nah. Nah, nah. Nah, 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 nah. nah. Okay, anyways, continue. So, first cow synopsis. <clears throat> A taciturn loner and skilled cook has traveled west and joined a group of fur trappers in Oregon Territory, though he only finds true connection with a Chinese immigrant also seeking his fortune. Soon, the two collaborate on a successful business, although its longevity is reliant upon the clandestine participation of a nearby wealthy landowner's prized milking cow. Hmm... I mean, I've always thought this movie sounded pretty good. No. I'm gonna watch First Cow one day. One day. One day. It's not not this week, not this year, but one day. Oh, one day. So you're a big First Cowsman, is what you're saying? Yeah, I. This is. We got gotcha. you. It was exactly what I wanted. I think this would actually make a great double bill with uh, Sisters Brothers. Oh, okay. But okay. they're they're different. Which one do you movies. watch first, though? Um, I don't know. You probably you probably wouldn't even want to watch them together. Oh, I don't know. At the but, same time, but like the the feeling of the two movies together is very similar because like it's also the same part of the world. Like it's the you know the West Coast, Oregon, um, Gold Rush sort of mm. snapshot. I'm a I love 1820s America for some reason. Like there's been a few books I've read, um, comics, graphic novels set in this era, and like the weird like christian revivalism stuff going on in that window of time it's really Mm -hmm. fascinating to me and this movie is set right during that it doesn't touch upon those particular things but it's in that weird transition point of well you know there's cities back east and this is sort of like okay they once you get over the mountains you're now in a like the tropical rainforest of like the west coast of Mm -hmm. north america which is like, well, there should be plenty of to eat and find and make your fortunes. It's like, well, no, it's still really difficult. And there's certain things where it's like, in certain communities, it's like, well, no one's got a cow, so you you don't have things like milk. You, you have to you have to ship a cow in. Some some people can make their own. Some people can make their own cow. Yeah, that's what I mean. Interesting. <laughs> well, you know, have you ever like, have you ever been really hungry? <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I've ever been really hungry. Like, like, do you know what I mean by really hungry? 
No. So I, I haven't been. Okay. Never mind. Let's let's not let's not uh brief, let's yeah. not talk about that any further. You're not gonna start talking about lung pigs, are you? No. Okay. Not even a little bit. Okay. No, thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I followed first cow, which like you're going to watch. So I don't really want to get into too, too much. Yeah. I'm going to watch. Well, a lot of these, I, I do plan to watch one day, but mm-hmm. like you, you still tell me about them. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, sound yep. of metal. This is one that I'm going to watch one day. Yes. So this is a movie that I was like, is this whiplash esque? <laughs> is this what a drummer? And is it? No, completely, okay, good. completely not like that. But, uh, Riz Ahmed is a guy yep. that. I don't really like know, even though I've seen a handful of movies with him in it that like mm-hmm. like for instance, Sisters Brothers and yep. Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. both like, you know, awesome movies. Uh and he's in Four Lions somewhere. Mm-hmm. What has he been? I've seen six movies with him. One of those being <laughs> Rogue One, apparently. You I should watch uh, the Night, Night of. of. Yeah, that's I I know. It's uh I see that uh, pop up here as I'm looking. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. This was his, the one that I think he really broke th- broke through yes. on. Like, cause people did, people were like, "Oh, in Nightcrawler, you're really good." And the sound, uh, the night of, they're like, "Oh, you're really good in this." But I think this was the biggest mainstream movie that he was the star of. That people are like, "Ooh, shit, it's yeah. good stuff." So, what is Sound of Metal about? <clears throat> a drummer begins to lose his hearing and has to come to grips with a future that will be filled with silence. Yeah. Uh, so this is directed by a guy named Darius Martyr. Darius Rucker, the lead singer of Hootie and the Blowfish? Nope. Oh, okay. Not, not. I mean, if someone had said Darius Rucker, I'd be like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. You, then you would have been very excited. Mm-hmm. I love Hootie. So the first probably eight minutes of this movie, I was kind of like, oh, boy. It's going to be this, is it? <laughs> it's like there's something about it that was like putting yeah. me off. But then it jumps right into the deafness, essentially, and then mm-hmm. it's then it's off and running, and it gets it is really good. Uh, yeah, Riz Ahmed is fantastic in this. Uh, uh, yeah, it makes it look easy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 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 a super simple story of a guy. Oh, that, well done. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. This yeah. This yep. movie's uh, very good. Gotcha. Uh, it def- it lived up to my expectations, I guess, of people dropping these four star five stars all over it probably 2019 movies and this is where things start getting confusing with terms of movies and releases i see i don't know i don't think it did it actually come out in 2019 because it seemed like people talk about this in the context of the best picture winner of this year or of last year mm-hmm. um, but yeah this is this got kind of dumped so we've got uncut gems and your no, your parasite, no your, 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 your parasites. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like I don't know if that movie did get released that same year. It seems like it was classified as the, the Nomad Land year rather than the Parasite oh. year. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, they are different years, right? Twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. Yeah, supposedly. I don't know. Nomad Land was twenty twenty. Sound of Metal was twenty nineteen. Apparently, but I don't. Allegedly, think, no, I don't know if Sound of Metal was even talked about till the following year. It all depends on yeah. what, when it shows up somewhere, whatever the roster rules are that are bullshit, mm-hmm. regardless. Oh, that's true. But yeah, no, just the the handling of it, you're right along for the experience of like how terrifying it would be, particularly if your livelihood mm. in life 
not even just that like okay it's one thing to like lose your hearing because you're a drummer it's like how do i do my job now the only mm-hmm. the only thing i want to do or i'm passionate about but also just like anybody losing their hearing it's like an entire yeah. it's an entire sense you're just cut off from you know you, mm-hmm. have to, you have to learn with it it's like any sense uh which one would you most want to lose <laughs> most most want to lose if you had to lose one uh, what would it be i don't know That's i would right. probably do touch Really? I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. I like seeing. So you want... I, I like tasting. I like hearing. I can lose touch. Jeez. That's... Uh, like... I don't give a fuck if I just start chewing through my tongue and I don't notice because I can't feel it. Whatever. <laughs> oh, Who gives a shit? I don't know, man. Uh, that seems... Uh, I think you might want to think about that one. All I, I know is, like, I had some, like, vague, like, numbness uh, on my uh-huh. two fingers for a bit because I had pinched a nerve, and it took, uh-huh. like, months for it to go away, and that was terrifying. Yeah, I mean... And, like, and I could still feel, but I, it was off, and you'd, like, I would touch it with, like, another finger, and I was just like, what the fuck? And, mm. yeah, yeah, it's not, not a, probably not a great one either. I don't think most, mo- most sense loss is bad. Well... I mean, it is what it is. It is what it I is. I could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. Sure. What else you got? Uh, I watched that? Last Black Man in San Francisco, a movie yeah. that seems like the Gabagools are all big fans of. The Gabagools are mm-hmm. big fans. Yep. And uh, it seems like you were okay with it. Yeah. There's like moments of this that are pretty remarkable in the music mm-hmm. and the visuals. Yes. But there was this lot of the story I kind of was like not really connecting with. Was it the play in the attic? Was that the thing that yeah, lost you? That yeah, that play. <laughs> that's the thing that, that's the one thing that like lost me too. I was like, eh. But yeah, anyways, yeah. keep going. Yeah, this movie is far from the masterpiece that yeah. I think some declare it because it's also a very highly regarded movie. We got was like a, yeah. a four pipe four point one average rating, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, there's like definitely things in it that are like holy crap, that's like just amazing looking, uh, like all the stuff on the uh, skateboard we're going through San Francisco. Skateboard, it's so good, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what's this movie about? Skateboarding. Jimmy fails dreams of reclaiming the Victorian home his grandfather built in the heart of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Joined on his quest by his best friend, Mont, Jimmy searches for belonging in a rapidly changing city that seems to have left them behind. Yeah. This is, Sad um, stuff. This is his, uh, Joe Talbot directed this. I think this is his first movie as well. Yeah. I think it's partially his first feature well, film. And it's the the main actor. I think it's partially his life, to a extent or something. Yeah. So there's like there's a weird thing that uh, is also on this G, uh, Joe Talbot guy's biography. And I'm not sure if this is like a San Francisco thing, but there's this reference of like I'm a fifth generation San Franciscan. And in mm-hmm. the movie, uh, I think it's Jimmy Fails. Is like I'm a third generation uh, San Franciscan. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is, huh? I I don't know if that's a thing in bigger cities like with like actual history to them yeah. like where it's like oh america's much older than canada but we're, we're western boys i don't know if people in toronto refer to themselves as blank generation uh, i think are you a 500 generation creeps villain i am not 
Oh, okay. No, uh, but yeah, so yeah, but yeah, Jimmy Fails is the name of the actor and the character, so I guess it is a collaboration. In terms of, of, of sorts? Yes. But, because what do we got for writers? Joe Talbot, Jimmy Fails, and Rob Richard. You know what a producer on this movie was? Who's that? Brad Pitt. No, he wasn't. Nope. No, he wasn't. Sure was. As, I doubt as, it. As well as a producer on Moonlight. I doubt it. That's that's the one that pops up immediately here on the top top highest rated thing. Followed by the the Departed, Minari, mm. Twelve Years a Slave, The Big Short, Okja, mm. Ad Astra. I'm pretty sure Brad Pitt only produced uh, Interview with a Vampire. Hmm. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Uh, I, I think. Do you have any thoughts about Last Black Man in San Francisco? Uh, I mean. I- I talked about it when I watched it. I I think it, I think it's really good. I like I like it, but it's um, like I I do know, the play is a bit, whatever. It's a bit draining, um. But like you said, I, I I really like, I really like the skateboarding. The music is good, and I I really like the way they talk in that movie too. Like, it's a, it's it's the way people actually talk to each other. You know, like and that was the biggest thing that kind of stood out to me. I was like, this movie's not trying to be anything else it's just these people who live in this place and have these lives together and i liked that quite a bit so uh i like it it's a good show good show good show mm-hmm. you know what i mean Fern? What did I, then i then i watched shoot the piano player but okay we'll, we'll get there uh, then as uh sam level mentioned i rewatched thief the michael the mann movie creep, and, and is a future creep so, so I, I'm confused as to why you would watch that at all. Because it's coming off of the Criterion Channel, and after watching Heat recently, mm. I was like, I should watch Thief again. So I no. did. We we can't legally you know, we can't get your opinion. You know, it's, for it's a I, number of it's years. true, but you know, it's it's easy to watch good movies, RJ. Okay. I just I just saying legally we 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 are not allowed to hear your opinion on this movie it's for a true. while. Fact. Yeah. So why don't you tell me about uh, Nomadland instead? Is it the is it Eternals esque? Can I, can I, I'll just, before I get to Nomadland, um, you want to talk about? Uh, I'll, I'll also mention that I watched Little Women, and yeah. that was a whole lot of. Why do people care about this movie? I think it's just the people involved. Like people. Oh love yeah. Wig. Well, people, people love. Yes. Um, what's her face? Well, the, uh, ca- the, the cast is crazy. Yeah, the cast. It's, yeah, it's a stacked Sarce cast. Ronan, Florence Pugh, uh, Laura Emma Dern, Watson, Laura Dern. Yeah, people. Meryl Streep's Bob, just in there. Bob Odenkirk sideburns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris Cooper. Everyone loves Chris Cooper. And of course, Timothy is here. Of course, uh, he's still uh, not good. <laughs> he I don't sucks, know. man. I, I don't know why people like I, him. I don't get it. He could be anybody. He could be anybody. That's yeah. the thing. It's like he's not like. He's not this smoldering like guy. Like, who gives a shit about mm-hmm. that dude? Yeah. So I watched Frig this. Off. I, I was watching this last night. It's uh, it's a little long. You know, it's uh, is it like three hours? No, one hundred and thirty-five oh. minutes. But it it felt long. It oh, looks long it enough. it looks really good. The costumes are great looking. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is pretty crazy that Greta Gerwig's only made what two movies, and they're both like quite well, pretty accomplished movies. It's not like she has like a shortage of resources to make these things. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, she was working with Noah Baumbach on stuff, and so she's been in movies. So it's, of course, she, these things aren't 
too bad. But uh, like mm. watching Little Women, it's like you know, it's a period piece, and it's like I think these are a lot harder to make than a movie set in like modern day New York or something yeah. like that, or su- pseudo two thousand one. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. So I've never read Little Women, so I don't know the source material at all. I've never watched any Little Women film adaptation at all. So. Mm. I kind of went into this blind and was just kind of brought in because I'm like, I've heard a lot of good things. And uh, I thought Lady Bird was okay. And I'm like, well, Little Women supposedly might even be a little bit better. And it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not better. It's uh, just I, is what it is. Yeah. This could have been anything to me. I don't like, yeah. I just, I was watching it the whole time. It was just kind of on. And that's not a good sign. Cause I could Usually a movie, That's not great. a movie should be drawing you in. And this is like a recent movie. This isn't like a 1960s Italian uh, realist film that you're like, oh, man, this is impenetrable. And I can blame, I don't know, uh, 60 years in between me and the movie coming out for that. This is a movie from you know, two years ago and mm-hmm. just just nothing. I don't know. Three stars seems even high for the way I'm talking about it because this is like, but I, I don't know. I just did nothing for me. But that's maybe my own my own problems of just like I didn't it's not for me. That's fine. I mean you don't have to like everything, right? Yeah. Well, I mean some people would say that you do, but I, I don't think so. You have to like everything. Give it a shot. Allegedly. Allegedly. I think that's fine. No yeah. big deal. Well no big deal. But the, the the big the big story here for me this week in my viewing was I once again got 100% on my best picture watching right. because uh, there was a little gap in my viewing, a little, a little movie called Nomadland. Mm. Yeah. And was it the best picture winner? Oh, RJ. So I'd have to rewatch Crash to decide... Oh, <laughs> which, the worst which, is? which is the worst best wow, picture winner thing. of all time that good wow oh i i fucking hate this movie it is nice it, I, I love that it is <laughs> is it a big pile of shit it's 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 reprehensible to me. Like just this, the whole, like what this movie is and what it does. Um, people will talk about the cinematography a lot. It's like, sure. This is a very, well, everything, a very well photographed movie, but what is it depicting Mm -hmm. and why? Um, so Francis McDermott, um, the, the wife of Joel Cohen, who, uh, who's like done a whole bunch of movies with him has, you know, gone on to like a lot of her own films since mm-hmm. and projects. And it's probably, it's pretty well regarded. I think she's like a stealth star though. Like she wasn't always a star and then Fargo kind of happened and then nothing kind of happened after Fargo, but then she, she just kept ramping up and now she's kind of viewed as like a big time uh, actor where she, you know, she's won multiple Academy Awards. <laughs> so mm-hmm. all these things. Uh, I was curious, you know, because I see people mention this in their criticism of this movie or even like in their praise of the movie. They kind of say, you know, I'm a little uncomfortable watching this movie where this millionaire actor is playing a poor person. And I'm like, well, that shouldn't matter. I mean, mm-hmm. 
actress should be able to play any role. I, I was curious though. I'm like, what is her net worth at? And I just, you know, did a little Google search and uh, one thing sure. suggested that she's, her net worth a hundred million dollars. I mean, that's pretty sizable. That's a sizable, that's a, that's a, that's a 10th of a billion. I mean, that's pretty sizable. Yeah. <clears throat> so the synopsis of this film, Nomadland, uh, a woman in her 60s embarks on a journey through the western United States after losing everything in the Great Recession, living as a van-dwelling modern-day nomad. Uh, do you remember the movie Vagabond? Mm, I do remember the movie. When I heard about this movie, I went, isn't that just Vagabond? Very different movies. Uh, yeah. And their approach is completely different and their goals are completely different. Because... I remember when we were talking about that, and I was a, I I defended that movie. I I thought it was actually a pretty good movie. I think you just really didn't care for. I didn't care for it. Yeah, you, just you, in general, you, I just didn't care for yeah, it. Yeah, you're not a big Varda boy. No, I, I, I don't understand why people are so hot on Agnes Varda. That's one of those things where it's like I don't get it. Her these are fine, but who cares? And there was an Agnes Varda set. Whoa! And you're like, all right, hot, hot dog. Yeah, you're just kind of like whatever. But um, so I, I think because uh, I was I wound up thinking about this movie a lot after it was done. I was reading, uh, looking for reviews and takes, um, mm-hmm. skimming through things, trying to like hone in and articulate my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even, I was curious what uh the famed contrarian uh, film critic Armand White had to say about it. And he mm-hmm. actually talked about uh, Varda's Vagabond. And because obviously because No Man Land was going to be a popular movie, Armand White ha- usually would you expect take the opposite side of it. But reading his, his review for the national review, it's just like, huh, he likes this movie for completely different reasons than me. That That's mm. fascinating. Is that because he is contrarian? I guess. And he's got it down to a, a, a craft. Because mm-hmm. he was complaining about how political this movie was. Uh, and it, how and mm. I was like, huh, interesting. I feel like this movie was trying to sidestep that completely. But Armand White disagreed. Hmm. So the biggest thing that I'm hearing here is that this movie is just a big pile of shit. Well, t- almost 300,000 people have logged this movie on Letterboxd, sure. and it's got an sure. average rating of 3.9. So okay. I am definitely in the minority on this one. Okay. But so this movie is about Frances McDermott, uh, the actor playing a character. <laughs> she is on a road trip slash making surviving. Uh, it opens up with her picking up some belongings from a storage locker and she goes and picks up her van that she is retrofitting to live in, mm-hmm. to survive in. And she goes to work at Amazon for a little bit during the, uh, during the Christmas season when Amazon most needs your help. Uh, okay. This is a program that Amazon has called camper force. Okay. Uh, that they started in 2008 to uh, uh, capitalize on all this extra labor that suddenly appeared after the collapse of the economy. Um, 
<laughs> when people had no homes or money, they're like, hey, mm-hmm. you could uh, come come in your RV and park in a parking lot and come work for us for like a month until we don't need you anymore. And then you have mm-hmm. to, then you got to go. You got to go. You have to leave. Where do you, where do you go? But this movie doesn't care about that. Uh, we, we, we only really hear about how Amazon, it's good money. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a documentary on this uh, called Camper Force, uh, and I found out that good money is twelve dollars an hour. Uh, twelve dollars—that's good. What? Well, I mean, it depends where the minimum, what the minimum, depends, minimum is. It depends on what it is. Because isn't some places like some of the southern states isn't minimum wage like five bucks? Uh, it's possible. I know that like, like that. I know there's like special rules too, where if you're like a, a server in a restaurant, you get actually less money for your minimum wage because well, you're going to make it up in tips. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking crazy. So tips, uh, tips. So that's the way the movie kind of starts off with her is making a little, making some cash at, uh, Amazon. And then she's going to try to like, uh, make it living in kind of like your Midwest winter. Mm-hmm. And it's really cold, but there's been these like rumblings of some tips that she's been meeting from these non-actors. So she, it's kind of like, why isn't this a documentary instead? But no, no, it's a, it's a fictional, it's fictionalized film, but with real people who are mm-hmm. living in this world. And Francis McDermott's going to stand there and talk with them. And there's not, you're not going to really glean any insight or anything like that about this situation or like, yeah, you you say that you like this, that you you're enjoying yourself, but do you, would if you if someone just gave you a house and like mm-hmm. ju- like you know a pension that was survivable or like had something like a universal income uh, where, where you're like don't have to worry about surviving because you're seventy years old, mm-hmm. uh, would you take that <laughs> or would you choose to live in your RV in this in the desert? Listen Maybe to the li- RV. Listen. If I was seventy. Yeah, well, it's wow. it's about choice, I suppose, and this uh, the illusion of choice and uh, weird uh, this streak of ah, oh, it's individuals. It's these individuals that want this. This movie felt like it was preparing us <laughs> for the future uh, of what what we have all looked forward to. Um, one of the non actors that appears in this that is a, uh, a a proponent of van dwelling named Bob Wells. He's in this. He kind of looks like Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. He, he's a man that uh, in, in real life identifies as far left, and he left that old life behind, and he lives, like, you know, uh, hand-to-mouth, like, on, you know, in parking lots, wherever they wherever you can go. And he's kind of become a guru for this lifestyle and a proponent of it because he's like, well, you know, we're all fucked. So we're all, we might as well start getting used to this living in vans because <laughs> it's like, it's, which this movie doesn't like kind of downplays that element a little bit though because it doesn't want to get into that. It's, that's messy. Does, is it because, is it because do, do you think if they were doing that, people go after him and be like, what's wrong with living in a van? Are you anti-van? Well, uh, yeah. So Bob Wells, just before like he's about to tell us things or like mm-hmm. we're, we're gonna get to the meat of something, they cut away from that. Uh, this guy also he's he's a YouTube guy, and I was watching a, an actual interview with him that he did with PBS, and they were like asking like, okay, you're making like obviously a lot of money with these with the number of subscribers you have and how many of your videos get played. So it's like you're mm-hmm. probably like making like seventy five thousand dollars a month, and he's like, I make a lot. Yeah, I make a lot. 
But apparently, mm-hmm. he tells us that he puts the money because he's like, I don't need that. I don't need this money. I don't need all this money. So he kind of puts it into funds to help people buy vans for people who can't afford them, so they can prepare for mm-hmm. living uh, on the road. <laughs> And being a migrant worker, essentially. And now, one thing this movie doesn't also talk about is that there are millennials, uh, wealthy millennials, who have chosen this lifestyle as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they can always backtrack on that because that's an option to them. Not the not these people who are like, well, they're there for various reasons. Like, well, you know, my, our plan at retiring was, uh, me and my wife, was we were going to, you know, get an RV and travel around. And, oh, well, he... They died, <laughs> and that they that, just died. They they they, they, they had like the cold? A, they, no, they died of cancer. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that happens a lot in this. Apparently, either you're dying, of, either you're dying of cancer, or your yeah. or your son kills themselves, which is actually what happened to Bob Wells. Um, and apparently, a twofer here with uh, Frances McDermott's character, her fictional character, son, son killed himself, and uh, husband died of cancer or whatever it was so it's like oh she got she got both and then she's meeting real people who that actually happened to mm. uh she meets a woman on the road called swanky no yep and she's an old lady you know in her no. 70s oh but guess what archie she's got brain cancer she no. wants to have one last run she's going to drive up to alaska where there's a good place she talks about how she has a copy of like, uh, dr kevorkian's book about how to kill yourself self but okay. like, so and by the end of the movie uh swinky dies off camera and they have like a little uh a little uh campfire memorial for her with a framed picture of swinky and they throw rocks into the fire saying swinky always lacked rocks and i'm like wait did this person die no swinky's alive <laughs> swinky's alive okay. in, this, in this movie though swinky's dead and I'm like, does Swinky have brain cancer? Or it's like, what is this? Like, what's going on? What is this movie? Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, David Strathorn's in this movie, uh, also a, a, an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like almost this sort of like r- budding romance between McDermott and Strathorn, but she's like, I don't want anything to do with that. I, I don't like, I'm barely over my husband dying. But, it, but it's like this minimal movie that doesn't address these things. But like, there's a tension there that this guy obviously likes her. And he's like, oh, hey, they, they, they always run into each other down the road somewhere, even though like there's no plan to do so. Um, mm-hmm. Eventually, they like kind of uh, connect up again. And he's like, well, I'm moving on to the next thing. You know, the, she's like, well, I might go to the beet harvest. But he's like, well, that's not till November. What are you going to do in between now and then? He's like, well, you can come work with me at this like restaurant in a mall or something like that, which she does. And they're making donuts. And then like one day, do he, they look good? Uh, I don't know. There's not too many close-ups. There's like a thing where you see a big mashed potatoes and some other mm. meat with gravy on top. Uh, at some point, he disappears though because he gets sick. I think it might have happened before that scene with diverticulitis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she just goes and visits him at the hospital. There's no talk about like medical bills. Which I suspect would be a substantial, substantial issue, but nah, we don't need we don't need to get into that. You just go to the hospital and you're fixed up. No, cost. not in Nomadland. That's well, Nomadland, uh, it's fine apparently. Well, I mean, that's why they're nomads because they got free healthcare. Allegedly, that's <clears throat> what I heard. Um, yeah, that's news. That's probably news to news many to Amer- Many Americans might be surprised to hear what it's free. Well. I what? mean, if you're a nomad, maybe. Well, when you're in a movie 
that doesn't want to talk about the, these things. You just, yeah. but look at the shots. Look at the look Midwest. At the con- look at those. Convenience. Look at the landscape. Mm-hmm. It's all about convenience, <sighs> Jared. Yeah. It's all about convenience. So, yeah, I. Um, you hate it, which I, is good. I love that. I hate this fucking movie. The the, Honestly, end, the the end of this movie, like it gets it jump. It's like kind of almost like a smash cut to this like little title of text that comes up, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Get fucked! <laughs> this is bullshit!" Like, oh. can I tell you something? What? Based on how you're talking, it sounds like you definitely dislike this way more than Crash. Well, because I haven't seen Crash since it came out, and it's but just you know like, I, mean? I don't remember anything really about it other than like I really like hated that movie and like i was i was ranting about it uh like with friends at the time that i'd seen it with and they're like oh, isn't that bad <laughs> i was like no this movie is really bad like, it is that bad i Listen. yeah yeah i yeah okay so i'm not gonna watch it then it's fine with me it's totally fine with me well i mean i, I wasn't gonna watch it anyway so how do you feel about um I mean, this is a, a nice little piece of uh, poverty porn for you. Mm-hmm. A little misery sure. porn, a little, little bit, but it's, but it's like it'll put a, it's going to put a smile on your face. It's so inspirational. Uh potentially, but doubtful. Yeah, the I don't know what the defense of this movie would be. I've I've been reading everybody. I know I'm. Uh, nothing's convinced me. <laughs> I mean, I think that's fine. I'll go with you on that one. Yeah. If this movie sucks, it sucks. People, people just same with the Criterion. People have false, false beliefs on things because of the. And there are some. There's like a couple you know, of reviews that I've liked. Uh, one particular one by uh, someone named Comrade U. This thing mm. it has like 2,100 likes or something like that. But man, the comment section on that people are so they get so mad. They get mm. so, they're just like you're not even talking about the movie. And I'm like, well, they are. <laughs> they are I'm, uh, I'm gonna avoid all of that completely probably uh yeah the best course yeah. yeah yeah no thank you no thank you no thank you but yeah i mean this movie definitely didn't sell me on uh chloe uh, uh, uh Zhao. Chloe i don't want to see i mean this, this, this is like hey because she because she made this as an off cut this is like ah i'm making eternals but i'm gonna make this nomad land too <laughs> Mm. Do you think Disney paid for it? Well, this was for Searchlights, um, and I don't know when they. But do you? I mean, do you think they paid for the Oscar so that they oh, could say fuck. best best picture director has directed this movie Eternals? Um, I don't yeah, know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. You're gonna go with that one. That's gonna be sure. yours. Yeah, sure. Never even seen this movie. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna go with it. Right. So you're telling me that you're going to break your theater absence with Eternals based on this. <laughs> okay, good. Good to know. Good to know. You feeling, you feeling that? Yeah, I mean, actually, like, it's nice to hear that you hate this movie because now I don't feel like I need to watch it. So, uh, like, genuinely, uh, it's like, oh, okay, I don't I, I don't care anymore. I just want to mention this, this one review. This, this this guy spitting venom on this. He just watched this like a week ago. Okay. Nathan, Nathan for you, 
But what if Nathan was evil and did the whole acting around non-actor shtick in a mocking attempt to take advantage of the sufferings of the poor? Shit is literally like a cruel spin-off of Undercover Boss. Looks like a washed-out mm. ad for antidepressants with the emo piano soundtrack to match. I was expecting a small print disclaimer whenever there was a shot of this bitch driving around in her van. I swear to God, if you want a gray-ass tale of wandering and human suffering, just play Death Stranding instead. And then they go on about, oh my god, propaganda for the human cattle surviving to be used in an oligarchy-owned and operated neo-lib late capitalist America in the very same way that Triumph of the Will is propaganda for fascist, brutalist Nazi Germany. (laughs) God damn. Uh, Mm. Good. (laughs) Uh, Great. Um, I love it. This is wonderful. Who wouldn't like that? I love it. I'm loving that. You don't mm-hmm. look. It's you don't have to watch it that way, but I you don't have to. But I don't know this movie. Uh, one, one of the other uh, sick burns I read of somebody uh, that I, I follow on Letterboxd is this is a Joe Biden campaign ad. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, enough of Nomadland. Nomadland. Yeah. Anyway, it sounds like shit. Yeah. Don't. So fuck them. Just don't do it. Good. Good. I'm on board with that. I can't believe it, but I can. Yeah. This... I mean, movies suck. Well, that's no, no that's not true. First cow. Ooh. Go watch Ooh. that. It's got a cow. It's good. Hey, I do like a cow. You like a cow here. I do like a cow. So that's good. Oh, just saw another one and a half star pop up for the Eternals on my feed here. Why not? Fuck them. I mean, I, I imagine people just hate it because it's like, who who cares? I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Well, there's like another thing too where I was like <laughs> sitting on this like, you know, uh, sectional couch and <laughs> like watching this movie on a flat screen, uh, watching it on a, you know, Disney Plus streaming platform. I'm like, what, mm-hmm. the, what the fuck am I doing? What is, what the fuck is this shit? I mean, that's it's like, life. And it's man. like, it's beaming into me being like, oh, well. This, what a story! <laughs> I'm like, no, it's like we're all, yeah, I don't know. There's like a lot of people throw throwing shade at, you know, yeah. Francis McDermott for making this movie. Which the other thing I was thinking about too with with that movie, so it's this is like Solvent's Travels, this movie, but it's like mm. it's a real version of Solvent's Travels instead of like a movie about a director who's going to make a movie about a real America and going out and seeing how the hobos live. Um, and pretending to be a hobo. It's like, well, no, she made that movie. And it's funny because Joel Cohen, her husband, mm-hmm. directed Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Which is the title of the movie that uh, mm-hmm. Sullivan's Travels is the movie that's inside of the movie that they're making. <clears throat> so right. I'm like, I wonder, is there some self-awareness here at all? I would imagine it was probably completely coincidental. Don't give them that much credit. Okay. But I don't think it's not in a good way. This is a bad mm. one. Yeah. But Francis McDermott didn't yeah. get, like, knocked out and uh, locked up as a hobo who's been accused of murder, sadly. Well, it, hey, if I had a nickel for every time that happened to me, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. Aye, aye, aye. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, aye yeah, aye. That's, that's it for me, watching movies forever and ever. Forever? Yep. Are you done now forever? Yep, I'm done. After Little Women, cool. it just it just was like, what? The, I don't even care about any of this other shit. 
I think, the, yeah, the last movie I want to watch maybe for my newer, newer things is Marriage Story. Yeah, you should watch it. Well, that's a future creep, See, too. That's, you, the, that's the thing. You're not allowed to talk about it. I could. You're no not one, allowed. No one will remember. Well, I will remember. It's like 10 years from now. I will remember. Uh, got any news? Uh, you killed Dean Stockton. Stockwell? Dean Stockwell. Yeah, Stockton. He killed him. He's dead. It's too bad. I see. He <laughs> died. about it on my end. Yeah. Was... Did you hear the Green Lantern show is going to be like Watchmen? It's going to be seriously dark. <laughs> Whoa. Did you hear about that? Seriously dark, they said. Damn. It's crazy. Crazy. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. I, already, yeah. I mentioned P.T. Anderson loves Venom. Uh, yeah, he's a nut bar, though. We all know this. They all, I mean, like, what's, Quentin Tarantino always busts out some, like, fucking movie. You're like, what? Why? <laughs> what? I I mean, I don't know. They just, they just they, like they've got, they've, they've got They've got nothing to prove. They can like whatever yep. they want. Fuck it. Yep. They don't give a shit. Who cares? Exactly. You don't have to, you don't have to listen to anything anyone says. Me included. Or RJ. Mm-hmm. Fuck that's us all. that. That's that. Mattress Man. Mattress Man. Oh, he knows. I've heard it. I've heard it all. Anyway, we have uh, a true foe to discuss. Oh, do we? Yeah, we do. So, after the break, um, how about a 20-minute flashback? Hello. My nectar is asleep And the combo went back to New York The chewed park says to take a leak And the carpet needs a haircut And the spotlight looks like a prison break Cause the telephone's out of cigarettes And the balcony's on the make And the piano has been drinking The piano has been drinking And the menus are all freezing And the light man's blind and they can't see out of the other And a piano tune has got a hearing aid And showed up with his mother And a piano has been... And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Shoot, the Piano Player from 1960, directed by Francois Truffaut. The tagline for this film, RJ. Yeah, yeah, hit it. This is a good one. I, I can't wait. Oh, you can't, but you're going to get it right now. Oh, shit. Francois Truffaut brilliantly... Sorry, I already fucked that up. Francois Truffaut... Oh Brilliant director who gave you the award-winning The 400 Blows now brings to the screen a fascinating new work that plays in many keys, all of them delightful. 
I never read. I never even read that until just now. <laughs> come on, you don't have to do that. Uh, Whoever wrote, if I was the guy that the person like gave that to, I'd be like, you don't have to do it like this, dude. But there's a lot of other ways you can do this. But now we ask, but were they all delightful keys? Oh, wow, that's a different story altogether. Charlie is a uh-huh. former classical pianist who has changed his name and now plays jazz in a grimy Paris bar. When Charlie's brothers, Richard and Chico, surface and ask for Charlie's help, while on the run from gangsters they have scammed, he aids their escape. Soon, Charlie and Lena, a waitress at the same bar, face trouble when the gangsters arrive, looking for his brothers. Um, yeah. That is... That's, that's what, the first ten minutes of this movie. Uh, that's like the first thirty minutes. Yeah. There, but there's no Richard. There's no Richard. That brother is... Who the fuck is Richard? He's, he's, the, he's the third brother. He shows up in the last twenty minutes of the movie. Oh... Yeah, I remember that guy. Richard. And I went, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Hey, RJ, remember the 400 Blows? Uh, I do remember the 400 Blows. Do you remember that movie? Because well, it's frequently it's, it's commented the only on. movie we've watched twice. Or at least uh, I've, I've watched a second time. I don't I don't know if you watched it when we did uh, Anthony Donnell. I, I did, re- I did okay. rewatch you did. it. I did it right. See? I did it right. Okay, so... That's the only movie we've watched twice on the podcast. So, of course, you remember The 400 Blows. Much beloved by all. Uh, well, you check out the comment section on our, our our original episode of The 400 Blows, and there might be some some de- contention there, but sure. yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. What were we talking about? 400 Blows? <sighs> Shoot the Piano Player, which was oh, right, yeah. Truffaut's follow-up film. To, to 400 Blows? To 400 Blows. This, he made this between 400 Blows and Jules and Jim. Okay. So, uh, well, 400 Blows, RJ, was a big success for Truffaut. I'm sure it was. Um, but you know what? He was like, you know what? My, my next movie, I, I don't want it just to be a 400 Blows all over again. I want to I make a different kind of movie. And I don't want it to, like, 400 Blows, it was so French says the Frenchman. Hmm. He wanted to flex. He wanted to show off his American influences. And thus, his ode to American film noir emerges. Shoot the piano player. Um, what is, what is he trying to homage? Noirs? Noirs. (laughs) Jan noir Aries or noir vembers? I mean, we are in Noir, Noir Ember. Okay, I just had to clarify. So, uh, this is based on a novel called "Down There" by mm-hmm. American author David Goodis, who is the author of the novel "Dark Passage," which has been turned into a movie with Humphrey Bogart. Um, and other note there too. I wasn't aware of was Dark Passage. Maybe I did know this and forgot completely. But Dark Passage, uh, David Goodis, and then later his estate because he died. Uh, they were suing the production company behind the TV show The Fugitive, saying that hey, your TV show is ripping off this story, 
And the argument was, well, it's public domain because it was in the Saturday evening post. Um, and then went on for some time, ages and ages ago. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you're a big Fugitive fan. Oh, I'm one of the best, biggest. You remember when Millhouse was uh, running mm-hmm. from the Fugitive? I don't or care. That's all, that's all I... I'm telling you, I didn't do anything. I don't care. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, another thing I'll mention too here is I don't know if you recognized Chico, the uh, the brother that we the movie opens up with on the run. Uh, that's yeah. that's uh, that that role is played by Albert Remy, who is uh, Anthony Donnell's father in Four Hundred Blows. How could you forget? It was probably the first thing I noticed because of my impeccable Four Hundred Blows like intrigue. You know, yeah. I was like, yeah, hey, it's Papa. Mm-hmm. Papa 400. Papa Papa Blows. Papa Blows. Well, the character... A lot of people get this confused. The character's name is 400, and his last name is Blows. Yeah. You, it's, so he's the? He's Yeah, he's the. It's, it's not just 400 Blows, it's the 400 Blows. The 400 Blows, yeah. Hmm. I mean, what else would it be? This is what people pay for right here. <laughs> This is this is a free podcast, I believe. Yeah, still last time I heard. Um, so, uh, shoot the piano player. It's a movie that has I've heard mentioned before, and it has a kind of intriguing cover, but mm-hmm. there's been nothing that's made me run toward watching it because sometimes when you hear French New Wave and Ode to Film Noir, I go. Mm. Wouldn't I rather just watch the real thing? Do I do I need Truffaut's version of it? Mm-hmm. I don't some know. would say. Some some would say. And I mean, I like Four Hundred Blows, okay, and I really really like Jules and Jim. So sure. it was always like, well, one of these days I'll get around to this piano player, and here we are. Here we are. One of these um, days. So the movie opens up with a man on the run. Um, this is yeah, this is right after a very nice opening credit shot of the internal mechanisms of a piano being played mm-hmm. with a jaunty tune. Uh, this man on the run is Chico, and he has done something to anger someone driving a car. He runs into a lamppost and is like was wiped out, knocked out, or something like that. Uh, and a guy kind of comes along and helps him up, and they have they proceed to have a dialogue about being married mm-hmm. and the movie just like stops in its tracks as these two just have a conversation as they're walking down the street. Uh, Chico walks this man to his door, bids him a good night. And then he proceeds to start running again as the car that was pursuing him just like rounds the corner conveniently and just starts chasing him all over again. Yeah, that is, that is essentially what, that, what happens. That, that, that's how things open up. So Chico makes his way to a dive bar called Plins, um, or owned by a guy named Plin. And he finds a guy that he seems to know. Uh, as we find over the course of the movie, already kind of mentioned in the synopsis, these are brothers. And, of course, it's like you can't help but think, well, this guy's name's Chico. That's like the Marx brothers, right? So well, maybe all the rest of them should be called something. It's like, no. No, this one, this guy's name's Charlie, which I've heard is like, well, because it's like after Charlie Chaplin. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, who cares? I don't. It doesn't make. It doesn't make any difference. <laughs> or does it make all of the difference? No, it doesn't make. Now consider that. Doesn't make a lick. Doesn't make a lick of difference. Okay, I was just curious. So he finds his brother, uh, Charlie. Uh, 
the artist formerly known as Edward, and he's playing at this place. Um, they these two seem estranged, and Charlie wants nothing to do with Chico and his bullshit. Uh, Chico max on some ladies, makes some moves uh, that I don't think we're ever going to be successful. Uh, we get to see a scene with this like couple that are doing this like dance number where he's coming at her and then she pushes off of him with her hand. And then eventually this guy had enough of that and he just fucking lights her up with a smack across the face. And everyone goes, whoa, oh, 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 N- none of that. And you go, huh, France. You know what they say about the French. No. Insatiable? You, some would say insatiable. I was going to say goofy. Goofy. Bad French. <laughs> but they are in Have you felt have you felt this level in, of insatiability ever outside of an Italian film? Not quite. Um but it's kind of like a lot of it's internal though too. Yeah. I mean, by internal bit, bit, I mean it does demonstrate there's more repression there. I mean, internal horny and external horny are very similar. Those lines start to blur eventually. They do. They do. Yeah. And I mean, when you're French or Italian, sometimes there is no line. Yeah. So Chico tells his brothers, well, you know, maybe Richard, their their other brother, uh, maybe he and I ripped off some, some guys, but they deserved it. You know, they were not very good. They weren't helpful. So we had to do it. So we 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 did a thing together, and uh, there was some money left, and uh, we left them uh, out to dry, and now, now they're not happy about it, and they want mm. they want us and or the money. Yes. Um, soon enough, the, the these two goons that we've been mm-hmm. hearing a little bit about uh, one one with a flat cap, one with a fedora, both have uh, pipes. Uh, they yes. show up. At, they show up at the a cafe and Charlie begrudgingly helps Chico escape by like, kind of like knocking over like a bookcase or like a, I don't know, some sort of cabinet. He does something. Yeah. Full of records or papers and puts in front of the door to slow them down just a little bit. And then he goes back to his, to his business. And so then it turns out, Oh, the lead character in this movie is not this guy on the run. It's Charlie, the piano player. Um, the, the bar closes up for the night, and Charlie goes home, and he starts escorting uh, the nice girl of the movie, Lena, uh, the waitress at the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they have this sort of, like, the movie kind of stops, and there's, like, this scene of them walking, and it's, like, kind of an internal monologue of him of, like, do, do I touch her hand? Do, do I put my hand at her back to let her know that I like her? Mm-hmm. And uh, would you would you... Describe that as aggressive or... No, well, he doesn't do it. He's just thinking about it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's like later on, there's a scene where he's like following her up the stairs and he's just like, oh, look at those legs. <laughs> you said what about the legs? Look, look at them legs. Look at those gams. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. But, well, I mean, gams in yeah. general. I but but I mean, this is kind of played for... Uh, laughs a little bit because as he's thinking so she just interrupts him or she's like hey we should go do this thing and, or at the, kind of the end of it um, he's like oh should I tell her that I like her oh I don't then she's just gone already he's like oh well she's gone alright well I guess I'll just continue on my way uh, he goes back to his apartment where we find out he has a relationship there with this uh, woman sex worker who lives in the building and also looks after another brother 
his little brother, not a dog named Fido. Yeah, I was. Um, so when you first were introduced to Fido, did you think it was going to be a dog too? Because I thought it was going to be a dog. I, I think based on the context of their conversations, I was like, wait, Fido's not a dog. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was kind of like, it seems like they're talking about someone who's not a dog, but there aren't people actually named Fido, are there? I think, well, Fido Dido. What? What's Fido Dido? (laughs) Look look it up. You'll you'll remember. You you don't don't know about your your seven up? (laughs) Fido Dido. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know Fido Dido. Yeah, you know Fido. Did you ever play the Seven Up? I did. Uh, I did. Uh, the video game, like the Spot game. Yeah, where you're the bottle cap or whatever. Yeah, the the Spot. Yeah, the, the, the red spot. spot. Yeah, fuck, it was good. It's not. It's not a bad little platformer. It's not. It's not bad. It's not bad. But yeah. you, you know what? Uh, that game did not have. What's that? Tits. Does this movie? We get some. We We get some matter of fact breasts. As this woman, she starts like getting undressed. She's talking about um, her day and her clients, and uh, talking about her dress and saying, "Hey, do you like how I'm dressed?" and stuff like that. Because they have like they have a relationship. He's not paying her for the sex. They just have, they have a, they have a thing. And uh, her and her mother look after young Fido while Charlie uh, t- plays piano. I guess at night. It yeah, is, it is what it is. I mean, it's definitely. Something, and then we get a little line about you know the you should uh, put that uh, sheet over yourself like they do in the movies, and which is like, like a ghost. It's, it's a little meta, kind of like a spooky ghost, like in Halloween, like putting a sheet over. Bob, <laughs> give me a beer. Well, I mean, come on, you know that is how it works. That's married life, my man. I, I can relate to that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Andrea goes away. I'll put the sheet over my head. Mm-hmm. She'll see it. She'll cry. She'll go stay in a hotel for two, three nights. Come home and just be like, oh, you're still here. Hey, mm-hmm. I'll go. Yes. So Charlie leaves for the day. Yeah. And uh, as soon as he leaves the apartment building, those those goons pick him up. Yes, and, they do. Uh, they force him into the vehicle. They're like, hey, it's like, you know what we have in our pockets, right? He's like, well, just show them anyway. They got guns. Uh, they Guns. all. They Are all, they American? Uh, I don't know. They're French gangsters. So oh, okay. Sorry. They're tough. So they have, they have tough. They have guns. What and then what happened? Well, they they offer him fifty thousand francs uh, to tell him where Chico is. It's like they're. It's like come on, tell him to sell his own brother. Fifty thousand francs. Francs. Nineteen sixty. Well, let me see what it is right now. 50,000, oh wait, this is Swiss franc. I don't want Swiss franc, Jared. Franks. Well, there's no F. Where does F come in the alphabet? (laughs) It's third. What? Well, yeah, but it's not on. Do you say C or F? F. F. All we have is Fijian dollar for F. Like Fiji. What? What is the French currency? I thought it was francs. (laughs) I could be wrong. Well, I mean, I, I got francs up here, but it's Swiss. Hmm. I don't okay, know. Okay, wait. I, I'm going to, like, French currency. Are, are they not on the euro now, maybe? Yeah, it's French franc. Yeah. But. <sighs> oh, it doesn't matter, does it? 
Well, this thing says that 50,000 francs is uh, 54,000 United State dollars. Wow, that was back in 1960. They might have been still... I mean, it's always like with the lira, with the uh, Italian money, it's always like really like, oh, I don't need this loaf of bread. It's 100,000 It's 100,000 francs. You go, what the fuck? And you're like, oh, there it is. There you go. And they have, they have, a, they have like a big stack of bills. You're like, yeah. this uh, inflation. Well, okay. So this thing says that $50,000 in 1960 would be equivalent to four hundred and forty three thousand dollars today that's a lot of money there's a lot of money let's see here i got i got a website here called historicalstatistics.org and the currency of dollar francoville in year 2021 get your answer by clicking here you should no data no data exists oh fuck you damn they got us eh? they got us on the data thing they did they don't like that. Damn. Son. Well, anyways, it sounds like it was a lot of money that they offered this person. They did. Yeah, this Quite site sucks. <laughs> a lot of sites do, dude. No. What's the worst website you've ever been to? <laughs> Rotten.com? Uh, that's a good one. Uh... So you find out that uh, Pline, the, the guy who owns the bar, or runs yeah. the bar... Uh, he sold out their address to these guys for like five bucks or <laughs> something like that. Five bucks is five bucks. <laughs> yeah. You can, he's you like, can get a whole like, meal man, at McDonald's imagine, like, for that. I think that that must like breach some FOIP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like giving out an employee's uh, address to two guys for five dollars. I don't know if they had FOIP agreements <laughs> I think maybe that's, at, at the time. That, that's why we've got FOIP now. That's why we got FOIP now. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's important. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Big time stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Charlie and... Uh, so, as they're driving around, Charlie, with the two goons, they see Lena. She's walking down the street, and they're like, hey, we, that's Lena, that's the waitress. Grab her, too. They said, she's a piece. Mm-hmm. And you go, piece of what? Yeah. And then, so there's some, there's some dialogue. Uh, <laughs> there's some dialogue, all right. <laughs> yeah, there's some dialogue about uh, silky... Underwear, underwear. No, and there's dialogue of dirty underwear. Don't forget that. One hundred percent. Just a little bit, though. Just a little bit. Um, but with some quick thinking, Lena h- hits the gas and cr- makes the vehicle mm-hmm. run dry, a red, run a little light, and uh, then the police are brought in, and then the two are able to just like walk away because the police are there. They can't do anything violent to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go back to Lena's place. Uh, and then we get a nice extended flashback. How extended is it? It's twenty minutes long. That's pretty extended. So, so this is about a half, about a half hour into the movie. We get about, yeah. about twenty minutes of learning the the, the history of Edward, the 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 piano maestro, or aspiring piano pianist. Uh, he mm-hmm. he's eating at a restaurant, and there's this. Uh, waitress there as well that he meets uh mm-hmm. she's she's a blonde short hair as opposed to uh the waitress that he's currently on the run with with long hair and and a different actor altogether um and there's this tension there where there's a flirtation going on but there's also this like old man that's like kind of sits in another booth 
and perhaps they're both vying for her attention in different ways. How old are we talking? I don't know. At least 31. Mm, that's pretty old. Yeah. So uh, they hit it off, and she's yeah. like, wow, you're a pianist. That's really cool. Uh, and he's, like, trying to, like, get the attention of this older guy because he is a, I don't know, piano impresario. He's like, he can get you in the right places. He can hook you up. What's Make- a presario? Impresario? Yeah, what does that mean? Uh, let's see here, RJ. I'll give you a nice little definition. A okay. person who organizes and often finances concerts, plays, or operas. Shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, you, well, yeah. now this now is, I this do. is a, there you go. Criterion creeps came through for you a little bit. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it like that. Yeah. I would, I wouldn't put it quite like that. I would just say they. It is misleading because one would think an impresario is like the, uh, the purse, the pianist. And they're like, oh, they're just so impressive. Yeah. I mean, kind of. Yeah. But no, it's not that. Yeah. But this is the back end guy. So. Uh, soon enough, Edward's um, married to this to this uh, to the waitress, and, yeah. so, and and then suddenly his career's taken off and everything's going great. But his his wife or girlfriend, there there, she starts becoming a little bit more distant for some reason. He just doesn't know, and he and mm-hmm. he keeps finding more and more success. And then uh, even this uh, the other guy. He's got like a very uh, on the nose name too, like Sleazy Magoo or something like that. Uh, could you repeat that? Sleazy Magoo. Okay, just I was just curious. Yeah, it's it, it is it it's something similar to yeah. that. I mean, it's like Sleazy yeah. and Goo. It is. Oh, it's there is pretty close. Lar- to Goo. Lars Schmiel. No, boo, come on, boo, come on. Lars Schmiel. What a no, bad, come bad, on, bad guy, bad guy. Aye, so anyway, aye, aye. so as it turns out, the only reason Edward's getting these opportunities is because his wife banged that guy, Mister Lars Schmiel, and she's feel wow. she's feeling real horrible about it. She can't, she doesn't want anything to do with this. I don't know because she's she's like, oh my god, I whored myself out. And, I, and, yeah, and she's she's having a hard time with it, and so she confesses it to Edward, and he has like he's just kind of like, oh, I can't believe you do this. I mean, oh, and so he doesn't really react. Like, he doesn't actually say anything. Which, mm-hmm. um, you know, thirty seconds later, out the window she goes. She just can't live with herself anymore. She kills mm-hmm. herself. Lands on the city street. It hits the newspapers. Yeah, man. If I had a nickel, you know what I mean. And with that, uh, this is what sends Edward into being. Like it's a down and out guy. He's like, I don't deserve anything, and he starts. Some, he's sweeping, uh, sweeping up shit at, at the bar. But then they find off the walls. Yeah, you know, finds a piano that's there yeah. though. He's like, hey, can I give this a spin? And he starts playing it. The old urge is still there, but to punish himself, he's just playing piano in this old dive, and mm-hmm. that's where he's playing jazz, dirty jazz music, not classy concert music. Dirty jazz. Dirty jazz. Is it okay? Now just let me. Is it kind of like? Is it kind of like that at all? More, more like. Like old music, old timey, yeah. Spin your floozy left and right. 
just flat out circus music. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like it. That, it's like Kerber enthusiasm as opposed to Seinfeld. Oh. So a little a little darker is what Darga, you're Fellini esque. Fellini esque. Yeah. yeah. I've heard of that before. But yes. once or twice. Yes. So anyway, so she, so his wife's dead and he's punishing himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now now we catch up with Fido, who's in school and hanging Who's out with his boy? friends. He's being raised by uh, the woman next door and her mama. And then the goons just barge in and kidnap the kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just, the goons. The goons. The they, goons is there. And they, 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 got, they, they got a good method, too. Yeah, they just grab them. They're like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, yeah. Love you. Is well, that, are you a little kid? And then he goes, yes. And I said, all right, we got so, you. Charlie and Lena not knowing this has happened they go back they go to the, the dive bar they go talk to uh pline you know the guy who sold them out he's like what mm. they did oh you know i'm trying to make a living here well a confrontation occurs and Holy charlie shit. and pline take it outside of the alley and we get this like moment that's like kind of funny of these two guys who are like tough guy ended up they're like well neither one of us really wants to get hurt but yeah, so they kind of enter into like almost a, negoti- a negotiation of like, oh, we get to go back in there, but you know, you got to make it look good or something like that. But, um, Pline is uh, he starts choking out Charlie. <laughs> he just puts him in this headlock, and, he's, mm-hmm. and he starts going on a real incel esque, like super misogynistic rant. Ooh. Uh, and. Uh, so Charlie, in having to defend himself, uh, he had grabbed a kitchen knife from inside the bar that he had dropped immediately when they got out there. And there's all these witnesses, these old women looking out the window, kind of just like, huh, what's going on down here? These two guys are going to kick the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, While well, Charlie's trying to, like, take the knife and, like, get the guy in the arm so he'd drop the, drop the hold. Well, the guy moves and that knife plunges in, killing him. Killed him dead? Killed him dead. Yeah, killed them dead. I've been killed dead a couple times. Yeah. And so they, uh, the kind of, I don't know, knocked unconsciously or knocked through a loop. Charlie and dead body of Plin get brought in by by the women mm-hmm. uh, and uh, brought into storage so Charlie can heal up. Uh, we get some kidnapper child car ride chatter. Talking, yeah, of, talking they're having of, fun with that Talking guy. about school, talking about musical lighters, um, yeah. talking about assuming people knocking at the door are going to kill you. You know, that that kind of... That old chestnut. That back and forth. You know, the it's kind of like, hey, don't worry about it, kid. You're not in really any danger. Mm, not yet. We're, we're, we're just taking you uh, hostage, and we're going to go... F- we've heard where Chico's holding up. Up in this uh, old uh, family cottage in the mountains you've got. Mm-hmm. As as all French people have. That's Jared. I mean, that's what are we talking about here? We're talking about the French. Mm-hmm. You know what's going on. So Charlie's kind of on semi mend, but he's still kind of w- weird and off. Belina's like, "Hey, we've heard where uh, where your brothers are held up, but we also know the goons are on the way." The goons. The goons. Are they hired or are they just freelance? Well, they're freelance. They're their own goons, self-made goons. Self-made goons? Self-made goons. Probably the best kind of goon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's a drive out to the mountains. Um, they're heading up to this mountain hideout to get Fido back. Um, 
But because of some mechanical error, some mechanical issues, the goons in Fido are stuck at a gas station looking at some technical problems, and they drive right by, and they move along. Um, and Charlie keeps drinking a whole bunch. Ooh. Soon enough, uh, driving up the snowy road, they get to the house. Uh, the brothers are all united. We, we finally get to see Richard, his, his debut, like an hour into the movie. Um, and there's some exchanges like, oh, hey, you killed a guy? That's crazy. Because he's also still at this, in, at this point, Charlie thinks he's on the run. But I guess at some point we also do discover that, like, oh, by the way, the old ladies, they saw... Uh, that you were defending yourself, so the police don't even care. <laughs> they don't even want, they don't even need to talk to you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's when I was watching that right? scene, I was kind of like, "Why is he worried?" There's like a hundred witnesses there. Still, you never know. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, so soon enough though, the the goons arrive. There's a shootout, and in the crossfire, Lena who I think is, like, kind of running to help save Fido, who's, who just, like, shoves the, one of the goons in the ass, and he just runs mm-hmm. off, and he's fine. Lena sees him kind of running. She's going to go grab him. But these guys, they're they're jumpy. You know, they're they're uh, killing people when they're knocking at doors. They just kill her. She's dead. She didn't do anything wrong. And she, her dead. And she, her, she goes sliding down this snowy hill. Yeah. Um, the, the, the bad brothers and the goons, they drive off. Uh, leaving Charlie with uh, the dead waitress and Fido. And uh, the movie kind of ends with Charlie going back to work at the dive bar. He's introduced to a new waitress. Yeah. And Charlie plays looking sullen, as usual, as the the fiend pops up on the screen. Fiend? Fiend. Fiend. And do they say it like that, kind of? like? That's how I say it. Fine. <laughs> I, I, I much prefer fine. Fine. I, I like that too because I'm not going to lie to you. Every time I finished a French film that has ended with fine, I in my mind or I fine. went. I, went I think fine. I think the French are fin, and I think the I think Bergmans are fine. <laughs> hmm. That's confusing. Uh, they are different languages. Yeah, but they shouldn't have to do that. They should just have one or the other. How, you know just, I mean? how about something like? The end? Question mark. I I think the question every mark every movie the, uh... every movie ends at the end. Question mark. <laughs> question mark. I think that every one of our podcasts should end like that. Question mark. Mm-hmm. And then you go. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. French New Wave. <laughs> uh, is this is this French New Wave? It is. That it is. By whose definition? By mine, because the one thing that is always in these goddamn movies uh-huh. is these couples, these uh, heteronormative couples, a man uh, and a yeah. woman, they are in a bedroom, in bed, da- okay. g- guys shirtless, and they're, and there's these like fairly endless dialogue scenes that are like not scripted, or, or if they're scripted, it's like we wrote these in a notebook, the morning of shooting, like guitar style, and we just handed it to you, and then they just performed it. Uh, they're shot in a way that movies were not being shot in 1960, like where it's like very like, close up and kind of floating mm-hmm. and letting scenes just play out endlessly. Uh, and that's like that was very new and fresh for 1960. But all those lessons have been learned, 
and mm-hmm. movies are just like this now. And so it's like really, it's it's always an odd thing to go back and watch this stuff unless you're watching it Hollywood movies from 1960, and then you watch like one of these, and you go, whoa. Movies were not being made like this at that time, but now everything feels like this. Like TV has felt like this for decades. Um, movies. Which TV? Since the seventies. I don't know. Like the uh, Million Dollar Man. Well, do you think that? Uh, I, I I think you should leave. Uh, has taken. Has got from... inspiration for this. Yeah, but it's like it's in the it's in the it's in the DNA. That it's, oh. it's not even acknowledged anymore. It's it's just we're so past that. It, it's it, we have their own idioms now. I mean, potentially, potentially, yeah. potentially. So, shoot the piano player for me is a watch through. I was on board for this movie for about the first half hour, just fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that that flashback really. <laughs> Really zonked me out a bit. It it it, it wasn't as succinct as it could have been, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I mean, there's not really that much there. But if everything felt so long. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I might have fell asleep like really quickly all of a sudden, and then I woke up as it ended. And then soon enough, I was like, "What's happening?" Oh, she went out. She went out the window. So I had to go back and watch the previous like 20 minutes. And I was like, "Oh, okay. I know why I kind of nodded off here." And mm-hmm. then I was back up and running, and it's like, "Okay, so this is just like a back and forth thing," without any of the this is like not trying to convey the usual drama that you'd expect if this was a film noir with stakes mm-hmm. this movie's not concerned with stakes it's well, it's, it's not beef steak i no, can tell you that much no, this, this is like uh pork loin ravioli it's a ravioli is what it is no it's a ravioli yeah i mean not even quite actually i this is like yeah anyway you keep going pen, pen, penny yeah, it's like a penne, but there's no sauce. It's just noodles. Butter, maybe? It's just buttered noodles, or, or which I mean... Margarine. <laughs> so, sometimes I want buttered noodles, but yeah, this is like margarine noodles where you're just like, it's not really butter, I can tell. <laughs> Something else you is going can, on. You here. can, it's, it's, you, it's, you can tell. I can, I can believe it's not butter. I can right. tell. Yeah. Everyone, it's like when it's soft from the fridge, you go, uh-oh, something's mm-hmm. going on here. So... You get mm-hmm. to the end of the movie, and it's just like, which sure wh- which one of these women just got killed? <laughs> like, I kind of matter at that it, point, right? It's like, well, you know, there's like, there's the one that's really nice, and she's hanging out, and there, but then mm-hmm. then then she's suddenly dead. There's like the one letterbox review that pops up fairly highly for me. I think it was like Craig Clark. Like, this has got movies got one of the best, one of the best all time fakeouts in cinema, and I was like, mm-hmm. which one's that? And it doesn't count as a fakeout if. People can't follow along as it happens. I don't even know what what, what that was. If it if it happened, I'm like, is this the same movie? Yeah. Um, I t- to do my notes here. I actually kind of wound up almost watching the movie through again. Kind of like skipping skimming through, just to make sure that I had all my my bases covered when I went through. I think this is a pretty good mm-hmm. uh, synopsis of the movie breakdown of the story, which I think yeah. might sound more interesting than actually watching the movie. The breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, watching this movie is a different beast altogether compared to what you just described. Yeah. Where it's like, this is what happens, but mm-hmm. your memory might be what happens in the movie. Uh, you go, that was the, a movie. The, the, the piano player never even gets shot. Hmm. They try. 
He gets choked out. <laughs> Choke the piano player. They try, but they're not effective. But they're not even trying to shoot him exactly. They just no. They, they're just shooting. They, they just want their money back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so anyway, mm-hmm. uh, this is definitely lesser true foe for me. Uh, yeah. b- between putting four hundred blows and Jules and Jim together, it's like yeah, this is definitely the the weakest of those three. And even in true foe world. I'd have to take a gander here and <laughs> see how this compares to the Donnell movies. Excuse I got the hiccups here for a second. You. I don't mean to, but no. You want me to tell you about this movie a little bit? You can tell me what you think of it. I'm kind of indifferent to it at the end of the um, day. It didn't really leave yeah. much of an impression. I will never watch it again. Yeah, I think that I think that is fair to say. Let's see here. Yeah, I mean, my I don't know how I feel about Truffaut. He's super hit and miss. Like, you like sometimes there's Jules and Jim. Sometimes there's Antoine and Colette, and inconsistently too, right? Like yeah. not even hit and miss. It's like inconsistent on the hit and miss even. Yeah. And then I mean, like then there's like yeah, the 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 real movies of like Stolen Kisses and Bed and Board of his uh, uh, Donnell you, stuff. It's like yeah, they're okay. Yeah, they're... did you call those the real movies? Well. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at these other movies that I've not seen before. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what Los Four Golpes is. <laughs> I guess assume I think it's, it's a. Not, I'm assuming it's not real. It's a vampire thing. Ooh, I that's, think that's pretty cool. I didn't know he was into vampires. Fahrenheit 451. That's another vampire story. Yeah, people weird. don't get. People don't know that. Everyone's. Everyone's interpretation of that text is wrong. That's a vampire story. And I've only ever seen Day for Night once. That was a long time Again, ago, and uh, that, movie's, that, that movie's got some real contempt vibes to it. So, yeah. equally vampiric, I, I believe. Equally. Um, you know what this movie reminded me of? What's that? Band of Outsiders. By uh, John yeah, Luke yeah. Goddard. Uh, just because of the you know, somewhat. Like, not it's not even like a love triangle, but like you know, men and women and relationship, and then, hey, let's go do bad stuff, like rob people, and then you go okay. So it reminded me of that for some reason. I don't really know why. It, it doesn't. It doesn't even have a dance number though. It doesn't. It, it, it doesn't. does. It does have a musical interlude though, at the bar, which, <laughs> it's like, huh. <laughs> it certainly has that. It does. But okay, so here's my rundown on Shoot the Piano Player, which I'll uh, preface with RJ's review of this is it's a movie, all right. I honestly I don't know how else to describe it. Like I was so just uh, completely un unmoved, but or not even moved, like just completely unregistered, disengaged. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where I'm with you, where it's like for the first twenty thirty minutes, I was like, okay. Okay, and then after that, I was kind of like, I don't even give a shit what's going on in this movie anymore. It's like, is it a bad movie? No, there's nothing like, I don't think there's anything outright bad about this. I was just so not interested and completely bored. I was just like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care about any of this. <laughs> like, it's like shoot the piano player. It's like, 
<laughs> everything they do with this guy, I was like, like when you get introduced to him, he's kind of played as a straight man, and then you see that he's not a straight man, and you're like, I don't care. And then he's got a complicated history with his wife, and you go, I don't care. And then there's a side story about like these mob guys and the brothers who've stolen from them. And at the same time you go, I don't care. Um, and like, that's my biggest takeaway from this was I like, I honestly, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just, I don't think there's anything worthwhile <laughs> with it. It's just like, this is literally it's, it's 90 minutes that exist on film. 81. Yeah, see, I, I even, it's, even, it's even got a short runtime, and it's it's like, even got a short runtime, and yeah. e, I think that was my thing too. Like, I I saw it was like an hour twenty. I was like, oh, nice, and then I turned it on. And I think I checked the time at like thirty minutes, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> I was like, this is not a good movie. But I don't know. Yeah, I I don't have a ton to say. It's I, just, I feel like it's actually been a while since we did the uh, mention of what, what time it was when we checked the. The timestamp. Yeah, it's been a yeah. while. It's been it's been a while. Um, well, I I'll tell you, Kuso, I I timestamped <laughs> at three minutes. Yeah. So that was that was a that was a good one. Oh, um, speaking of that, uh, I tried watching that movie Daisies, that one oh, yeah. Czech movie that people pop up. Whoo! That was some esque. Yeah, yeah, I whatever that was, I was like, nope. And like, is this not part of the collection? Right? I'm like, it's not. That's fine because that means I never have to watch it until it is. But Good. people love it. But holy shit, I can only imagine. You should do it. You should do the Daisy's test. And Daisy's see. test. Yeah. See how I long you last. You do the Daisy's test and do the Kuso ch- uh, test. I doubt anyone gets past four minutes. I doubt it. I doubt it. Right. Uh, anyways, yeah, I I don't have a lot to say about this movie, but honestly, it's like it's. It's just a thing that exists. Is it bad? Not really. Is it good? No, not at all. But it was, that sounds like great filmmaking, though. Pauline Pauline Kale likes it. I don't know who Pauline Kale is, <laughs> but they're full of shit. Yeah. Is what I I would say. <laughs> That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I know I'm not offering you a lot here, Jer, but uh, this movie doesn't offer a lot either. So I I feel like. I'm 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 given I'm I'm given what I'm being given I'm putting out what I'm being given you know what I mean not so, a lot going on here when I was going back and kind of rewatching the movie kind of like yeah. kind of just like over like skimming out the scenes I guess of like okay how long is this segment taking like kind of piecing it out that way it's always like way more interesting which is inter- yeah. which is interesting to me because these movies look in for single frames really nice but yeah. actually sitting down and watching it in its entirety was is not a good time. And it's almost like, oh, I think like when people start really falling in love with these movies, like on an academic level, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes uh, it comes from like this, these like watching it in a way that it's actually not experienced. And eventually you start being like, yeah, I can really get into the rhythm of it and start falling in love with these movies. Mm-hmm. That's what I have to think. Because sometimes I'm like, how could you like this after like one watch? Because... I don't know. I yeah, and I agree with that. But like, I I feel like 
one thing. And that's not a defense that... of it either. That's just kind of no. like something like this is my first time view. I was kind of like, oh, yeah. I don't know. about I, I really didn't enjoy that. And then just like when I was like going back for notes, I was kind of like, well, I think I like this movie more now, <laughs> which I do. Like I genuinely like it. It, mm. it bumped up in my uh, my current top 15 of this section of the whatever 301 and up it it, it moved on it it, it went above uh bodu safe from drowning and the, and the oh, and the like yeah um I, I i do see what you mean um but you know what i think it is i think you like books more than movies potentially but i don't but i don't read <laughs> but you like to read about movies and what the movies mean sometimes if i have the time yeah, if you have the time but I mean, I th- I feel like you like reading about this movie more than the movie itself, potentially. I don't know. I think some people just like it though too. But I mean, yeah, I? some some people, some people, and well, it's like I said, I don't think it's a bad movie by any means. It's just I just I'm not interested in it almost at all. And I mean, I know that's just like my bag, baby. But it's an Austin Powers reference for you. That's that's more in line with my interests but um yeah no i just don't think it's an it doesn't offer me a lot and and that's all well i say that is okay i mean yeah we're Uh, all about to have our opinions man well some some more than others (laughs) well let's take a look at who hates this movie sure sure so (laughs) Uh, half a star from Gremlins for Life. <laughs> Truffaut's second movie is considered to be one of the best of the French New Wave. However, Truffaut couldn't be bothered to include even one Gremlin. He has time to include a character go on about his wife, but no Gremlins. What's the point? Uh, I like this profile. Here's a review of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Two hours and 44 minutes, not a single Gremlin. <laughs> waste of time uh is that a half star that is a half star good here's another one for big fish uh big fish is a movie that guys love to brag about crying during it's their titanic gremlins don't cry gremlins don't have fathers and big fish has no gremlins (laughs) tim burton could learn a thing or two from gremlins and gremlins 2 the new batch by adding more gremlins to this shitty movie no stars try again uh birdie boy gremlins have no fathers (laughs) i I liked that that was good and there's a what what, what are their favorite movies uh well they they have a list uh there's only 15 movies logged and they have a list called god tier movie list and there's only two films in it uh gremlins <laughs> yep. gremlins and too. gremlins too yeah uh there is there's a lengthier review of nightmare on elm street i haven't read it first i could read it to you if you want and then there's a review of captain phillips uh, <laughs> okay, Captain. Uh, okay, I think, so I, think I think I think I think I have an idea of what their criticism might be. Okay, so here's the Captain Phillips one. Okay, so hear me out. Instead of pirates, it's gremlins. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Stripe the gremlin is saying that. Uh, it's a big ship with a lot of cargo. All I'm saying is that there, there could have been gremlins <laughs> in one of those shipping containers, but someone decided to not put gremlins in it, and that person should be fired. And <laughs> no stars. Wow, no stars. 
Guy, I, I think I got to finish this off. Here's the Nightmare on Elm Street no. review. And this is all. This is all the reviews they have. This is well. There's a Birds of Prey one as well, but uh, it's not on their main page. Okay. So, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. This is complicated. First, Gremlins came out a few months before Elm Street, <laughs> so they had plenty of time for some reshoots. <laughs> But they decided it was better without gremlins. I mean, Freddy is kind of a pathetic gremlin in this one. Moping around in people's dreams, trying to get revenge at some parents that killed him. Maybe he's more like gremlins in part two. What I do know is that (laughs) Home Alone is a ripoff of Nightmare on Elm Street. The entire booby trap, the house is stolen from Elm Street. All of the kids are left alone in real life in their dreams. Someone should sue Kevin McAllister. That's not the point of this review, though. No gremlins equals not a movie. No stars. Okay, I think uh, that one is a little too long. But uh, I think the point here is that I am following this person because yeah. I'm on board with gremlins for life. I'm on board with this. I, I don't know if there's... I might have to follow suit. Um, so back to uh, others. Oh, wait, here, I got oh, one for you. Oh, oh. oh. The, the searchers. John Wayne searches for like two hours and finds no gremlins. Sure, the cinematography has got here, but what's even the point if there are no gremlins? What a waste. Hmm. Hey, okay, anyways. 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 Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, good stuff. There, There's more on here, but yeah, good stuff. Um, Next up, disappointing, I'm sure this will follow up, will be Secret Hunter, one star. Okay. There is a direct correlation between misogynistic bore fests like this being taught in film school and all the shitty scripts I've had to read from mediocre white dudes, screenwriters. I this person already seems like an asshole. They're by <laughs> all, all the scripts I've had to read. Yeah, anyone can read a fucking script, dude. You can just Google that. You can read whatever you want. Uh, they live in LA and. Um, their bio or their tag whatever is writer assistant world's third greatest detective favorite films include zodiac reanimator captain america and jurassic park which is strange i don't know someone if someone talks about all the scripts they read in a review of any movie i'm automatically going to assume you're not a good guy or gal or they. You're just not a good person. That's what I think. Know what I mean, Jer? He knows what I mean. I don't know what you're saying. This person hasn't even seen Gremlins. What the fuck's wrong? Uh, Sergio Castanon. Uh, now, this is like toward the bottom, RJ. I only mention mm-hmm. this because it's very similar to a subsequent review from Rebecca, which is also one and a half star, where Sergio writes, Not my cup of tea. And this is followed by Rebecca saying, usually I'm a big fan of Truffaut, but this wasn't my cup of tea at all. <laughs> so they're... <laughs> what? It's like, is, this a, is this also a, a joke account? But this is not being my cup I mean, of tea? And two people both this saying person, this movie is a one and a half star movie? I mean, this person seems to be a real account. They like okay. normal movies. They just gave Eternals two stars. Which you know is uh, the thing. Oh, all the reviews are in Spanish. Oh, damn. Can't read Spanish, but let's go to Rebecca. And uh, I don't fucking know. I mean, it it just looks like the usual. You know what I mean? It's not even Gremlins on here at all. 
Just La La Land, breakfast at Tiffany's, you know, boring ass stuff. Usual shit. The usual shit. The usual shit. Well, that's that. I mean, that's the hate. It's probably just people picking away at this or indifference. I mean, how can you how can you top Gremlins? <laughs> that's like that's that's what it comes down to. Um, I honestly, that is what it comes down to. How do you top Gremlins? Yeah. It's an important question. Even retroactively, right? Like it's it's unfair to be like judging a, you know, the Joe Dante classic with a, a French New Wave from from 1960. I mean, they, the, the Gremlins hadn't even been invented yet. It hadn't been, but if it had. I think there could have been some gremlins in Shoot the Piano. I play. mean, when, what year did that uh, Twilight Zone episode come out with uh, with the, the Shatner one? With the gremlins? With, yeah, with, with the gremlin. It's only one gremlin. I want to say 1931. <laughs> uh, 1963. Okay. I, was, I was close. So, I mean, that... Um, yeah, I'd be curious what the gremlins for life person has to say. Probably doesn't like how big... This is a guy in a giant like gorilla suit with a funny mask. I mean, <clears throat> not as good as a real gremlin, I would say for sure. But I mean, I'd have to, we'd have to consult with this person, right? You know, it's uh, it's a hard one. Yeah, it's a hard one. Have him on the show, but Grem- uh, yeah, I mean, gremlins isn't even part of the Criterion Collection, so I mean, not yet. There you go. Yeah, I, we could bring this guy on pro uh, pro bono, no problem. This guy Galler, they they can come on pro bono, yeah. whatever I mean, they want. I mean, I do wonder, are they gremlins themselves? Uh, who are the real gremlins? The gremlins. Um, and, I mean, except no substitutes. I mean, no, I agree. Any final thoughts on Shoot the Piano Player? <laughs> I'm completely sidetracked by the Gremlins account. Yeah. And I think that just goes to show how um, how uninteresting Shoot the play- Piano Player is. And so I, I say, well, I mean, it's not, it's not you bad. Are. It's just how uninterested I am in this movie. I I personally do not care. What's, what's, what, okay. what's going to get you back on board watching movies, RJ? Gremlins, yeah. potentially, at Christmas. What a, how, well, I mean, how, how about samurais, samurai gremlins? Because you maybe you can't tell that they're not gremlins because they've got armor on them. If there's a mix of the two, I would potentially be interested in that. Okay, all right. Potentially. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. 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 After the break, oh, RJ shot and left for dead in the snow. And Jared just goes and records that podcast by himself. And then Without gremlins. The end question mark comes up beside him. Question mark? But, but he's met a nice young boy that he can do another podcast with and start it all <laughs> over again. Comparing everything <laughs> to gremlins. Um, yeah. You didn't have to sleep with that podcast in Presario after all, RJ. Well, <clears throat> now you tell me.
a Saturday A regular crowd shuffles in There's an old man sitting next to me Making love to his tonic and gin RJ, did this movie prompt you to pick up the piano? <laughs> yeah, I picked it right up and I threw it right out the fucking window. I said, not in my house. Uh, I said, no fucking way. <laughs> Stupid ass piano. Get out of here with that shit. You know? You know? Fuck you, piano man. We've got yeah. a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnwolf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And check out Gremlins for Life. Uh, mm-hmm. um, we've got SoundCloud. We've got Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. We're on YouTube. We've got a Patreon. And we have an email address at criteriancreeps at gmail.com. Sure, we do. And you can tell us about pianos Gremlins. and learning French. Yeah, they could tell us about that, I guess. Not, not freezing to death and being a gremlin. Hey, don't go to Montreal. Next week. Yeah. Akira Kurosawa's Ran from 1985. No, come on. We're going to be joined by a guest. Come on. A a guest long time coming. Come on. What are you talking about over here? This is news to me. All of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you do you want to reveal who our guest is, RJ? I don't know. Should we leave it as a surprise? I don't know. Uh, it's up to you. You can say if you want. They've never been on before. It's a new guest. Yes. It's yeah. New and so and so sweet. So sweet. You'll rot your teeth out of your head. Oh, your teeth. Don't even. Don't even. Don't even worry about your teeth. It's your head. You, you got to be concerned. Did you think? Do you think he ever worries? That there's so much of that in his head in the proximity to his teeth will just leave his teeth rotting out, falling out of his face. I think the teeth have become like you know those um those sugar like crystal candies that are like on sticks? I think I think that's what the teeth are made out of, is my is my guess. Elon Musk folks is coming on. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna he just sold his 900,000 shares and yep. he, he's going to come to the podcast It's and it, it'll have all been worthwhile but if he can't make it sure. uh, I think he's sending Sugarhead in blue. the Sugarhead? Uh, well I mean I don't know if there's more than that that big sugary bastard oh, a gabagool Un- Un- yeah one of the gabagools the, the third piece of the gobble of the triptych. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and people don't might not know what that is, but more to come. More to come. Well, good night, ghouls and gremlins. Good night to the ghouls, but especially the gremlins. Yeah. <laughs>